Welcome to episode 24 of the Draft Champions podcast. Today, um, we have our special guest, Mike Masato. You can follow him at Mike Masato on Twitter. And this is episode 24. And again, this is another milestone. So this, we're doing this episode. We have him on to, to commemorate Kobe um, in episode 24. So again, we, we have Mike on for all, the, for all of our milestones and all of our special episodes. So how are you doing? I'm doing great, Zach, but you know, you, you, first of all, you, you did the intro the whole wrong way, number one, all right? First of all, you're supposed to give me the proper credit. It's like you said, you're number one leading guest of all guests that come on your podcast, right? Because obviously since- Leading, you, leading in what? Lead, leading in, if you com- combine listens, you know, you talk about all the listening that goes on to your show, it's drawing people in, you're gaining an audience now by having me on on a regular basis. It's been a boon for you. You know, you don't give me, I don't get any money out of this, right? I just do this just for the sake of you know, the little entertainment, little release kind of thing, right? For you. And by, yeah, but by it's, way, it's, what have you done for me lately? lately? You, you have, you have, you well, have, I keep you've, got some good, you've got some good listens, but you know what? We, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you, because you keep bringing up the number of listens. We're, we're declining in, in, in listens. Um, You're declining because you have a shit marketing department. That's the problem, okay? You have no marketing and PR. You're, you're, you're hungry. You're left to hang out there. You're supposed to have partners, supposedly. And there's, where's, where's the marketing and PR? You know what has to happen? I record these shows with you, and I'm going out and doing all the marketing PR for you. That's what I'm doing. I'm, what are you doing on the, on, your, on, the, on the NFB, NFB, NFB I, message boards? There's like two people. There's two people that respond to you on there. Like I look at it. There's like you're you're having a conversation with two people. Like, I don't, not about it. Go look at where how many people go look at it and read it. There's like a thousand something, fifteen hundred people that look at what's going on there. They okay. may read it, not respond, but they are looking and they go watch it. As a matter of fact, all the messages that I get, everybody comes to me. They're coming through that board. Plus, okay, listen, listen, listen Mike. This, this is what I'm going to do. This is my fault, and I'm going to I'm going to steer the ship here. I, I take responsibility for not sharing the ship. Steering the ship. You bring the talent. I'll give you. I'll give you that. You're talented. People want to listen to you. You're fun. But I need to lead the talent to the promised land. The first episode. Exactly. The first episode was that you were on was your most listened to episode. But since then, it's, de- it's declining. So that means uh, you brought in new listeners, but you also chased away some of the old listeners. So what I need to do is steer the talent bring in the new audience so not to chase off the old old audience so we're going to get right into things right now and i i uh, i think you have a couple of things you want to rant about instead of bickering back and forth let's get right into it i want to read some of the five star reviews that we've gotten and um, one of them is from baseball pods massive potential as they pay more and, uh, as i play more and more nfbc it's great to have a podcast dedicated to it i find so many podcasts are short in personalities with mike on the show that's not a problem at all mike is a high stakes player and a big time talker I'm sure his personality isn't for everyone. We know that. But he absolutely knows his stuff, and I find him to be a unique voice among baseball podcasts that often sound too much the same. He veers off way too much on fantasy content on the regular, but most of these tangents are entertaining. Zach tries to drive the bus. See, that's feedback for me. Or if you've listened to the last episode, The Boat. Cooper uh, drives the boat. Right. And we're going to see still, and, you still, and you still haven't watched the movie. I won't, make, I, I, and, then you, and then you have the audacity on Twitter to make fun of Jaws. You put a meme on or a GIF on there and you're making fun of it. Like that's crappy special effects and shit like that. Okay. That was late 1970s. What do you expect's going to happen? Your generation, all you give a shit, a, a good movie to you for your generation is when there's some fucking CGI in it of a, of a scary clown. That's what's great. That's what you love about horror movies. That makes horror movies for you right now. If it's not all gore and splattering and shock, shock shit, it's not a good horror film. Jaws was the, was the premier horror flick of its time. Okay, people, it freaked people out. No one wanted to go to the beach. No one wanted to go in the water after they saw that damn movie. Okay, you're, you're, your own, you're your own worst enemy because this is a glowing review about you 
and you interrupted it, it and you, you've interrupted the only good review about yourself no, no, to talk there, about Jaws. There are, keep going. There are a lot of great reviews. That's not true. I have them right okay, in front of me. Okay. This one, this one goes on. It's quite long. It says they're getting the rhythm, rhythm down. It's going to be, it's going to be um, one of the ones to watch. Okay. There's another one that says, great job. This is one of the best fantasy baseball podcasts. This is by Gamecock football fan. It's interesting sounding Yankee guests that are not incompetent at player analysis. It's usually as funny as a baby goat herd to boot. Next one. Yancey Eaton, we both know him. This is a new podcast uh, by Zach and Mike. Um, really bring it. Awesome guests who don't give the same boring answers we're used to. Always entertain and come and come of, come of it with actionable advice I can actually use. Thank you, Yancey. Um, next one, Yif HGD, Movie Theater Brawl Story, five stars. I'd rather listen to this than Cutline slash Best Ball Talk. I agree. I don't play that. Um, did so you where are those where are those reviews online? Where were they that people oh, can find those reviews? Apple, where do they go to review? Where do they go to review the show? How about trying to do that? It helps to pump up the go people that do review, helps the podcast if people are reviewing it, correct? Yeah, I said, I said on the last episode, I don't, you weren't on it. I said, you know what? Anyone who puts a five star star review can come on for five minutes and talk because people 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 have been asking to come on. And forget that. I don't care. People can put any review, good or bad. They can read whatever review you want to make. That's great for me. But here's some reviews you missed. Here's some from Yelp. I don't know how they got on Yelp. Are you familiar with Yelp reviews? How are my, how are my reviews getting on, yes. on Yelp? Are you familiar with this? I'm familiar, with Yelp. I'm familiar with Yelp. So go on. Here's a fire story. Mike is amazing. Exclamation point. I have pleasured myself no less than 14 times while listening. Is there any way he can tell you, tell me what he's wearing next time he's on the show? All right. So I don't, I don't, I don't know what that's about, but I guess that's right up your alley. Is it, an, is it an anonymous or it's an, it's it an anonymous one? You know, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to give people away, but you know, reviews like that say, saying that kind of stuff like that. I mean, whatever floats your boat. But okay. This guy, this guy is actually turned on by 14 times. Listening you to said it said it's anonymous. How do you know it's a guy? You just assume, I guess. Well, maybe, maybe it's a, if it's hoping, it's hopefully hoping it's a female listening to the show. That'd be even better. That'd be the case. But you're, but you're like, hoping it's a female, but you've assumed it's a guy. Well, look, how many people, how many, how many females are involved in the fantasy baseball arena? Stefania Stephania Bell. Don't get me, don't start with the Stefania Bell stuff, okay? We're not going down that road with Stefania Bell again. She already took her lumps from me and she, she's off, let her do her thing now, okay? okay. But um, here's another one. Love the show, exclamation point. Life-altering wisdom and commentary by MTM. It's because of him that I have gained the courage to move out of my parents' basement and into the attic. Keep up the great work. I think I know right? who that is. I think I know who that is. Okay, well, what, Curland? <laughs> no. um, let's see. Uh, here's another one. Mike's health and fitness talk, in addition to his prolific fantasy baseball insights, have really motivated me. I'm down 50 pounds since his first appearance on the show, and I've noticed that my body is no longer storing fat on the back of my head. So, I mean, and that's a good sign because you know when your body runs out of places to put fat and starts to put it on the back of your neck, you know you're in trouble. Yeah, so take a look in the mirror. If you look in the mirror and see fat rolls of fat in the back, you ever see people that, that walk around like that? They have, I don't know, and their body has no place else to put the fat. Yeah, the Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Phil from uh, Fresh Prince, right? Are you, are you familiar with that show? I, I thought you were going to say Uncle Fester from uh, from the Munsters, but that's well, yeah, I'm dating both, myself both, right there. Both work. Both work. Right. I've, seen, both, I've seen that too. Yeah. <laughs> both, of the, uh, both of those. Things. So there's some great reviews, right? Look at those reviews. They run the gamut. Okay. Oh, look, how they, look how the show is impacting lives right okay. now at that point. But okay, uh, look, so, so anyway, to get, to get into my opening rants and raves that I want to get into for today, let, let's start off the show with, uh, with your friend and mine, friend of the show, Giancarlo Santon. I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so. Did I not tell you? Yeah, you told me and I, I agreed with you. So you did, okay? Yeah. But people just don't, people don't, people should, people should listen to me more. That's what I said on Twitter. If they listen to me more, 
and take me more seriously. And I like to joke around or whatever, but again, there's, there's wisdom in there. You should listen to what I'm saying. And I'm telling you that people, by, the time the, by the time the first month of the season's over, all those guys have talked about it, you're going to be wishing you didn't draft those people. I just came in of an auction tonight. And we'll get to it later. He went for 12 bucks. He The same price as Malik Smith. Okay, that's great. Great. See? I mean, that just goes to show you. You know, from, I don't know who else Malik Smith. Don't get me started on Malik Smith. But again, Giancarlo, but, Giancarlo, but, the, but the sad thing is, I mean, there's a chance that Malik Smith could have more home runs than Giancarlo Stanton this year if he plays. That's how pathetic it is. How many home runs did Giancarlo Stanton have all of last year? What was three, it? Three? Three. Or four? So I think it was three from, yeah. from memory. So, I mean, it's, and again, this guy, how I many, you look at his list of injuries, and I get, he's hit, he's here 30 years old. He's got he obviously he can't his body can't work with the muscle body type that he's got right now and he's going to continue to have these these aggravating muscle injuries and everything else. And so, people should listen to you because you you um, have a lot of experience dealing with muscles and training them and in injuries. I'm sure you've been injured before. Dude, I, I dude, I'm a wreck at my, at my age, man. I mean, don't let the the great exteriors fool you. All right, I mean, this takes a toll on your body over time. Granted, I have a few years in the dude. You know, but 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 when you 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 accelerate the aging process in some way, when you put your body through that kind of physical strain, some people's bodies can take it, and some people can't. You know, he may be one of those guys because maybe he's not roiding up and he's not juicing up like some other players we know, and get and, and and getting away with it. So he's got and he's also got his money. That's the other problem. This guy's got nothing to play for anymore. He's got all his he's got all his money. Yeah, he's got, he's got Longoria money. Right, it's crazy money he's got. So what, what what's the what's the over over under more more home runs by Stanton this year or more appearances uh you on Draft Champions podcast this season. More home runs by Giancarlo Stanton. Well, I'm pretty much considering bailing on the Draft Champions podcast once the season starts. You you got five. You, you already got five in the bank. He's got none. He's got right. It's true. And I might, and I might do a few more leading up to. So I'll, I'll just put the the Stanton home run total on the uh by the time the year is over, I'll put it on the under. Okay. And right. some of that's in your control. So if you had to predict, um, if, we, if we played the uh, crystal ball game, who's next? Who's next on the, on the hit list for somebody who's going to drop off like a fly? We've had a lot of, we've had a lot of injuries already. We've got Severino dead. Um, we have uh, Paxton injured, Carrasco injured, Snell now. People are worried about he went for $17 in the auction. Um, yeah, I, man- I managed to dodge all those bullets you just mentioned except Severino because I bought into the fact that Severino, younger, he was going to become bouncing back, fourth round value. And whatever, so I got him early in a few teams. You know, that's gonna, that's of course gonna hurt me. I had him in one, and, and uh, I, I'm looking back. I took him over um, Darvish because I was so concerned about Darvish getting injured. I don't trust him. And then Severino got hurt. Yeah, I was I was trying to group Severino in the, in the Clevenger category, but uh, ultimately, you know, he's not. And now we and now that's so so be it. But uh, that's another guy, another top tier pitcher. You know, uh, again, we talked about the, the pitching drying up early. I, I think it's going to make it even crazier come draft day, especially for the high stakes events. That's already we're already starting to see it uh, as yep. we get into it. But um, but anyway, I, I think the next one. I mean, look, I, I keep saying this. You know, uh, as we go along, I forget who the guys I mentioned. I remember Kluber was not one of my favorites. You want you, you're all over Kluber, thinking he's going to be just fine and wonderful. I, like know, I, I, I just wouldn't bank on that. And people are like, you know, all over him thinking like he's going to be, you know, perfectly fine and come back and the numbers, everything's going to bounce back and, and whatever. And some of the warning signs are there before. And so I'm not, I'm not just loving or thinking that Kluber is going to be, uh, is going to be okay. So, but we'll see. I mean, I think Kluber and Kluber and Lance Lynn are, are very similar to me. I think Lance Lynn I'm noticing is a good value where he's going. He's going about 30 picks after Kluber, but um, I think they're, Going to get you. I think they're going to get you these innings. They're going to get you a K per a one K per nine, or nine K per nine K per inning. Um, 
and um, I think they'll be okay. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. You're not drafting Kluber to be an ace anymore. So I don't know. I think people, are drafting, of, people are drafting him to be a number two, at least. Sometimes, right? sometimes, yeah, it's two or three. So, well, where he's going, he's going to be a two in a fifteen-team league. I know you play a lot of twelves, but if you're going to play in a fifteen-team league, he's probably. I play. I play mostly fifteens. I play mostly fifteens. And where, you know, and more, most likely, you haven't seen anybody get him as a number three starter. If you, no. if you look at your, if you look at drafts, he's going to be as a number two. So I'm just not taking my chances with Corey Kluber as a number two. I have him. That's, I that's think I have him two, two spots. I have him as a two, and I have him as a three. Right, because hashtag drafting with idiots, you know, is one. It's because there's a certain point. Yeah, if he drops to like whatever round, maybe you take a chance at him as a number three. All right. Who else are you dodging that has, that hasn't been injured yet? I, I I don't have any. You know, I mean, look, I'm not. A, I mean, I and I don't. I didn't bring him up before, but I'm, I'm not. People are drafting Carlos Carrasco like he is just going to be just fine too, and um, you know, maybe a little bit of a discount. But again, I, I have my concerns about Carrasco. When coming back from um, cancer, leukemia, this is a major, some major thing. But now all of a sudden, already he's had some issues. He was on crutches not too long ago in camp, you know, uh, showing up like that. So let's not, let's not all say that he's just going to bounce back and be perfectly fine. I'm, I'm off him too. He's a, he's a complete avoid for myself as well. Yeah. So haven't touched him. Yeah. So I, I really, I have him nowhere and I really haven't any, and where he's coming up, I, I just am not taking him. It's not, it's not worth it. Like around where he's going, like uh, give me Frankie Montas, give me Lamette, give me, um, I don't know. I think like, Montez is going. Lance, Lance Lynn, he's going after him. Montez is going after you know yeah. Carrasco by at least two three rounds. Yeah, I like the, I like those guys better than Carrasco by far. Right. So as I said before, um, I mean Carrasco is as I said avoid because I said you know the, the thing about these injuries and, and that's what I because someone I brought this up and I'm gonna bring this up in this room right now like why why the young players. Now, I know you're going to probably work this into show somebody. Good time to bring it up. Why are you so these guys so into the younger players that are out there? But I, and in my feeling is, and this is not just me, but other players that are high stakes. You know, this is becoming an increasingly younger person's game. It used to be like 27 was like, oh, that was a year the, the breakout year. I think that number is getting younger and younger all the time right now. Let's get into yeah. it right now. Brian J. Seymour writes to us. He, he, he DM'd me and you, and he says something to get. I want to get Mike's thought on this, so he doesn't care about me. Just so you know, he wants your thoughts. Of course. He wants, your, he wants your he wants no, Well, no, he's actually asking you about the NFBC um, auction championship. So like, you, have, you have the experience. So that makes sense. What is the obsession with younger players in general in drafts, even up into the high stakes level? I've once nominated rookie version of Carlos Rodon. So he's talking like four years ago in a $1,300 NFBC auction championship in New York City. And he went for $18. I had him valued at maybe $4. Um, level of stakes doesn't seem to discriminate uh, people being obsessed with young players. Does he? Do you see this in the diamond leagues, like the higher stakes leagues? First of all, all high stakes players aren't great players. I mean, the, the vast majority of them are, but there are some players in there that still have have a lot of money but don't know what they're doing. There is a small percentage of the NFPC or the higher stakes players that do that uh, that'll go into the, go in there and, and, and make and look. And once in a while, people can be wrong. They could they, you could you could pick a, a young guy. Like last year, you know, people could say like where you know Vladimir Guerrero was going, Vlad Junior was going last year. Was he a complete bust? Not not completely, but was he worth it where he was being taken last year, being pushed up at the end of the time? You know, and this guy was supposed to be a generational player. Was he like going in the, in the second round at times? I think I, th- I think he did. I think That's... second and third round was crazy. The guy had never seen a major league pitch, you know. And we're going through the same thing now with Lewis Robert, same kind of thing right now. He's and look, he's having a phenomenal spring. Did you see uh, Vladimir's home run today? I, I didn't see it, but as I said before, you know, he, he that this is the second year in him. He's only got the thing about young players. The only way they have to go is up. 
they have most of these players, it's a matter of floors and ceilings. That's how you have to look at these players. That's the that's a situation when you have an older player, like you know, the, the old standby players in those rounds. Well, yeah, I could take an, an Anthony Rizzo, or I could take a you know, who are some of the other guys that are just like the plain old or the Goldschmidt. There's nowhere to go for these players, okay, but down. There just isn't. All right, they're not they're not gonna go above their best years. They're not gonna they're not gonna all of a sudden have this massive rarely a rebound out of left field where all of a sudden, oh man, all of a sudden they just blow the roof off it now and they've been gone a downswing for the last several years. And people expecting that to come back, it's not happening. Whereas these guys like you you take a guy like a you know who's a big one, so you know, like a guy like you know, although you say you speculate on Robert, you happen to hit him in the sixth round like that. And the guy goes thirty so twenty, some thirty, twenty for you, or whatever. Where you take a, a Tatis, you know, where you take him. You know, or Soto early. You know, there's and again, he had one year under his belt, so he. And he I don't think he's even reached his peak yet. I like these guys that are in the upswing. You know, you take, you, you speculate like a then a guy like Trevor Story a few years back, speculated I'm all over the place. He won me a lot of leagues, a lot of money. Trevor taking Trevor Story where I got Trevor Story. You know, or you take a Devers where you got Devers this year. You want to get that? You, are you always going to be right? No, but I, I, I would like we like to invest in the guys that you can sense when the breakout's coming. You know, and hit on that year. And it's, and it's, you, don't get, you don't get anything from fourth place. These are hard leagues to win. You need to yeah, take it, it, chances. It, well, well, you know, you, you actually said something insightful there for saying, Jack, I'll give you, I'll give you credit for that. It's great. Hmm. You've been doing your homework. You know, it's like you got to go big. You got to go home in a lot of these leagues. So once in a while, you don't want to take crazy ass off the, off, you know, risk. We just throw, throw, throw caution in the wind, take all these players. All right. But at the same time, you, you're going to see that a lot of the teams that won the big money last year in the higher stakes events, they have a few of these players on their rosters. You know, and they speculated on him, and they were like Walker Bueller, another one. I just forgot about Walker Bueller. Won me the year he came up, won me a lot of money, won me a main event title with that Walker Bueller on my team. You picked him up midseason? I got him. No, I, I drafted him, you know, and I sat him for the first couple, whatever months on my league. I had, he was the one guy I had there. I drafted him the draft. And I remember the groan of the guy next to me saying, ah, I was taking him next to whatever. And it was already mm-hmm. like, I forget what round it was, 18, 19, it was some round like that that I had gotten Walker Bueller. Guys like that can lead you to a title. When you, when you have them on your, on your roster. So like you said, there, there's a lure. Of course, there's a little bit of the shiny new toy thing. Everybody wants to be the guy that say, I, I told you so I was on that guy. But the young players, these are the guys that can vault you. The, the right the right young player you pick at the right time can take you to the titles. I've, play, I've, I've played like that, um, even in other leagues, not just NFBC, but I think that even, even more so because you're playing against mostly all good players. So you're not, you're not going to have people slip up and uh, let you have players way later than you want. Like you said, drafting with idiots. you got to take some shots. you got to... Yeah. You got to take some yeah. shots in these leagues. It's still, there's, it's still, there's overalls and there's a lot of teams you got to beat. 15, like 15 teams is a lot of teams. It is extremely hard to win a main event. Extremely hard to win a main event title. They're always about, they're, rarely do you see someone running away with a main event title. It's extremely hard to win these leagues because you're, you're playing against some of the best players in the world in these leagues. Some, it's just a proportion of how many players. Some leagues you get in there and you have nine or 10 great players, like the League of Death that I was in in Vegas last year which is a ter- horrific draw. And then sometimes you get two or three or four of these players, you're lucky and it's a little easier for you. But, it, but it's still amazing to me how many times I'll get into a league and there'll be player, there'll be guys sitting at the table go, oh, I, I thought he would come back to me. And you hear him say that multiple times. Don't ever think that way. You, you, know, you can't sit at these draft tables with these high stake leagues and think, oh, I think this player is going to come back to me. No, if you're thinking about that player right now, there's probably three or four other guys thinking the same thing and take the damn player. Get your guy at that point, you know? And, yep. say, and and then 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 because you're gonna be you're gonna be disappointed. I can tell you about that for sure. And you know what I've seen um, playing auctions sometimes gives you perspective for these for like the main event and other snake drafts because you're looking at guys. Uh, for example, tonight um, you have guys like Ozuna and Donaldson. Just that doesn't matter when when in this auction they go, they're going for more money than a lot of the players you'll see in the fifth round. They're going for more than a lot of the 
fourth and fifth rounds guys in these auctions, like Anthony Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo went for like 18 bucks. These guys are going for more than that just because, and I think just because of people are looking at the ADP and, and just drafting based on that. They're like, okay, well, I can jump ADP around. That's what I feel comfortable with. No, if you, if you value these guys um, uh, the, way you, the way you claim to value them, like Ozuna, like he's going to go 100, 100, 100 runs, 100 RBIs, 35 home runs, like 10 stolen bases, whatever. Like if you, if you think he's going to be really good, just take, take him in the fifth round, right? Mm-hmm. Look, there's a, there's a lot. I mean, I mean, now I'm at the stage of my research right now where I'm just basically done drafting. I finished a thousand dollar DC, um, which was the last one I just did. When that was a good prep because uh, I don't know if I was I was in the, probably in the middle of the last show we did, but that's done. And uh, that was a great prep for the big ones because there are a lot of high stakes players in there. Because when you put a thousand dollars to a draft and hold, so you know you got some serious guys in there doing it. So now I'm just really sitting down and really I've really spent a lot of time going into. And, and listening to stuff and reading stuff about the advanced metrics. So I've actually brought some advanced metrics to the table on, on some pitching, some pitching guys that I'm going to talk about today, some starting pitchers of stuff that I just jumped out at me as I'm looking at stuff. Cause you know, I'm not the numbers guy. I, I just go out and search out the numbers for the numbers guy. So I kind of, cause you heard me say before the numbers guy should stick to the numbers guys and the, 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 the expert fantasy drafters and competitors should stick to the drafting and focus on that stuff and users guys information, which would be a good thing. Because, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's still, like I said, it's amazing to me still that I hear these experts go on the air, like this week. Here's another one. This is a follow-up to my favorite from the other week. It goes on Scott Pianowski. I talked about him the other day. He's the one that timed out. Remember on that first – I was criticizing him because he timed out. You know, I don't know if it was labor or what, were the, what was the first one? The FSTA draft you know, at the time. And so he, he, got, he goes on the air this week on a Rotowire show with Listen Erickson. He goes on every week and proceeds to admit – that as of, the, as of this past week, this is his past week, last week of the month of February, his whole, he, was on, he was on his whole second draft. So he's, get, he's getting ramped up on fantasy baseball. Basically, it's March. Is, okay. that the, is that the TGFBI? He's in my TGFBI. Yeah, he's in, yeah, he's in his TGFBI. He was talking, I'm, I'm in that league. Yeah, he's bemoaning the fact that he, he's basically how badly his second draft is going, the TGFBI, how hard it's going because it's so difficult for him. I'm like, yeah, because you got guys like me in that league. Yeah, yeah, that's why he saw Zach. It was yeah. all over. In the yeah, league. Pianowski, yeah, I got him. I got him. Rattle, got him rattled. He's not good. even. So he, yeah, he's, he's, good. So you should go ahead and rip on him as much as you possibly can, because the guy comes on here. No, we can't because he's the only one not in our Twitter group chat because you can't message him because he has his DMs are closed. He's too. He's too. Yeah, famous. he blocked. He's he, he's too famous because guess yeah. what? He's he, he he's the only one who's blocked me. I've been on Twitter for over what? How long I've been on Twitter? I'm the only one. I'm the only one in the industry that he's blocked. Because I, because I said something, or God forbid, to ruffle his feathers. You know, again, going back to your, you, too, you, you have too much massive self-importance on yourself. Yeah, it's a, I don't know what number of Twitter followers it becomes when you, when you, when you eclipse a certain number. You, you become like, you know, my shit don't stink, and I, and I can't condescend to deal with anybody because he got rubbed the wrong way that, God forbid, I criticize him from some shit that he said on the radio. And this is more of the same. So he goes out there and he's getting his ass handed to him in the TGFBI. Yeah, if it's your second fucking draft of the year and you're just getting into baseball right now, Guess what? Baseball's over, bro. <laughs> it's it's March. The live drafts are coming. It's happening. What are you when are you going to talk about baseball? This is the problem. You know, you have no way if you're doing all these different um, sports that you're trying to analyze all the time. How can you be great at the, at this particular, especially baseball, which is the hardest one? And you're going to come on there and admit you suck at it or whatever. And then I'm going to go. Oh, my podcast is launching next week, and I'll be talking about fantasy baseball advice. You want to take fantasy baseball advice from this guy? You know, or do you want to talk to people who? Yeah, I might talk a lot. You know, and I might, and I, and like, and I do this for a reason because I love it. I have a passion for it and I want to be the best at it. But I, what I walk the talk, you know, I took my lumps. I, I people still make, still like to make fun of me about how I came in because we all suck when we first start doing this kind of thing. But I made myself into a really good player. You know, I want to make myself into the best player. 
So I don't think his drafts. I'm looking at his draft right now. I don't think it's too bad. But now I'm not reviewing Pianowski's draft from on this thing. I'm sure if you told me what it would be, you know, I, I'd be all over the thing. And we're not going to get anywhere with that, right? Give me, give me. What, what is he picking from? Eleven. Okay. Well, who did he pick first? Yeah, just real quick. Scherzer. Okay, great. Okay, so he, 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 I, I, I don't. I, I'm not going to say I can't review him. Like he's got so much, but it looks like he's just living in last year to me, honestly. Because he, round five, Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah. When, when, he, when I'm like, I didn't see who to, I don't I didn't I didn't know that he took him at the time, but when Paul Goldschmidt was taken at the time, I'm like amazing. Someone took Paul Goldschmidt there. Like I loved it. Benintendi in the seventh round. Yeah, great, great for him. If I looked at the whole team, I'm telling you. If he's wondering why he's having such a he says he's oh, having a hard time oh. with league. Whit Merrifield in the fourth round. Yeah, my great pick, brilliant pick right there. Whit yeah. Merrifield in the fourth round. Yeah. So, so drafting, I, I, drafting, I, drafting I, him like he's drafting him like he's stealing forty bases for you this year, which he's not going to do. All right. So Whit Merrifield. Yeah. So what else? I mean, who, who does who do you take a second pick on the way back after after Scherzer? Bregman. Bregman. Okay. He fell. That's all right. He fell to the second round in the whatever the fifth pick in the second round. Right. It's okay. Corbin, Corbin, then Merrifield. I really don't. I really, I wouldn't have taken Merrifield in the fourth or Goldschmidt. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take Corbin as a third round pitcher there too. There's probably a better pitchers on the board. He could have taken. He took Corbin, Corbin over Giolito and Dumb, right, right there. Okay, there's there are better pitchers you could take over Corbin. I would know, take. I would take. I would take Clevenger in the third round. Yeah, you know? and even even Clevenger probably maybe misses a few starts. Man, may have a better year than Corbin. So, I think, yeah, but I bet. But even then, you, you take the even if you're gonna take the quote unquote safer pick. I'm not going to this easy reading. Take, take maybe Giolito. It's funny you bring up Giolito because he's on my list of some stuff that I was going to talk about later. But as I said before, you know, you, you go you go in there and you do these vanilla drafts and you with the you know, again not not to mention that not to say it's the best indicator of how good you are what you're doing. But he's, if you're struggling in a TGIB FBI league where again a lot of these guys just pick up baseball, this is like a lot of them it's their first draft to do in this year. Believe it or not. Right? So it's a different kind of it's a different kind of uh, pool of players when you when you when you're drafted in this league with no money on the line, no no skin in the game. It's just really basically bragging rights. You know, I know you'll go at it that way, you know, because you you know you want to win the damn thing or whatever probably because you and you play in the more of these this arena, right? But how many of these guys are really going to play this league out when it's all said and done when the season gets going out of those 15 teams? And I guarantee they not are. not all of them. I'd right. say uh, maybe around half. Uh, maybe yeah. half half the teams are playing like half right. the teams. They're, and they're, which is ridiculous because that proves so it proves nothing. So when you when you when you when you step into a league in this arena, what we're, when you're what I'm what I play in, every everybody plays. I don't get the last place for the most part. The last place player is is making making moves and picking up players, you know, through fab whatever because you know because it's just out of pride, you know, playing in those leagues, not, not to finish in the basement. So it's a whole different ball game. There, but it just bugs me because I don't go in. I don't pretend to be a stat analyst whatsoever, and I'm not going to do that on the show. But, but don't don't. And when people come in and try to piss in my pool, pretending they're going to be phenomenal, oh, and pretend to be experts and purport to be experts, people. That's what bugs me and rubs me the wrong way. Don't do that to people because you're leading people down the wrong road. Uh, stuff, especially if your home league's one thing. If you're playing in the home league, whatever, more power to you. But if you're playing in this arena. Whatever. Don't don't listen to those people. In this in this draft, I'll talk about my TGFBI because I know we're we're we're, we're um beating up on famous do, do, people, do, do, do people famous do, people that i've never met um, right so so people so segue to that people want to know you know and how how you did in your draft right because you you want to no. ask me no, how, no, no not this one i don't care like, yeah i don't care about my this draft that much like i don't but i want i uh, i want i want i want you to tell me how i did my other draft the the online championship the, the 50 the the 12 team um, um online championship i did in the uh, with the nfbc the other night but before that um I want I want to talk to you about 
players, the draft etiquette. We got this guy, Tim, Rapp, Tim Wagner, in our league. He, I think. Tim Wagner from Fantrax? Yes. <laughs> yeah. He, people are, he's in our group chat. We were just, we're just ripping on him. He's not, he's not responding because he's honestly timed out like three times. Completely. Perfect. I, I, I have his, this will let you know, I have his cell phone number. So, so tomorrow when I'm my list. Congratulate him on auto-drafting Emilio Pagan in the fourth round. Good. Uh, he did? Yeah. He auto-drafted Emilio Pagan. Then he auto-drafted Andrew McCutcheon. And then he auto-drafted Joe Adele, but, which is actually yeah, decent, which is a decent uh, pick at the uh, time because. A, a person, a person like that. Okay, should immediately be moved. Remove. Who's in charge of this whole whole shit show? What is it, Justin Mason? It yeah. should be immediately called up and removed and replaced with somebody else at that point, and never be allowed to come back into the GGFBI after that. That's what they should be doing. That's like it's it's ridiculous. How do you how do you take 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 the responsibility of being in this? What how does it make the other fourteen people in this league feel when someone like that does that crap? Everyone just sort of talking amongst like in, in our group chat this saying like, well, oh, we got Wagner. We'll see in four hours because yeah. So it's a four. Yeah. So it's a four. Not, now became a fourteen team league is at a instead of a fifteen team league because he's dead in the water to start off with like that. You know, and you run and you're you're one of the major players at Fantrax. That that I think he's one of the major players at Fantrax, right? I think he runs some major part of Fantrax. Yeah, he's job. like the IT guy or something. I don't know. Yeah, but he's more than that. All right, and I know the guy. So I'm, tomorrow he's gonna get a personal phone call from me. Okay, and I and I and I, I wish I could record the phone call, and I record and I, and, I, and I'm going to put that phone call, how that phone call went out on, on social media. So when when I when I when I rip him for time and out in the TGFBI, I want to talk to him about that because I've sent him a lot of business over the years and different people into his leagues using his Fantrax product. So he's going to be hearing from me. So you have, you have Wagner in there. So go ahead. What else has he done besides timing out four times? Timed out a bunch. He's almost timed out a couple times. Um, but he, and he's actually he timed like I see he's timed out on Pigon. He's timed out on Adele. Um, and then he almost like uh, there are people there are people driving in their vehicles right now that are NFPC players that are listening to this by and they're screaming okay at their car right now or wherever device they're listening to this on because of this idiocy they they are because that that's the that, that's the shit that drives me crazy when people get in line get involved and we're gonna talk about draft nightmares on the show about people that do this crap it, it, it drives me fucking crazy that these people are allowed to even come back in these leagues. Right. I, don't, I don't, and I don't get the people that say, "Oh, it's a slow draft." It, like you're, you're. It, where does it say it, in the time? Where enough? No, no. This is what I draft. say. It's, it, it's not. A slow, it's a slow. It's, it's. It's. You don't. You have the four hours not because it's a slow draft. You have the four hours in the minority cases where you're not able to pick within an hour. Normally, you should pick within an hour. If you can't pick within an hour, it should be the minority of the time, like less than twenty-five percent of the time. Okay, you you choose more than an hour. You should not be consistently timing out or almost timing out. That's just inconsiderate. I always read. I already reached out to Mason about this as well. About you make the rules of the damn league. This should be a two-hour clock, first of all, maximum, number one. Okay, and yeah. I put, put other rules. Four hours is an eternity, and if people are taking it on a regular basis, it's a joke. You know, I, I saw some people posting. I'm, I'm in round six. It was like a, it was a week later, and you're in round six of this league where there's nothing on the line, nothing like this. That's why people take forever. Who cares, right? And so it's it contagious was, too. It's contagious, it's, exactly. It's like, well, not being, if I'm not going to be picking right consistently, I'm not going to be checking it consistently. Right. Everybody goes into this draft malaise, okay, when they figure, wow, no one else is on it, so why should I give a shit about the damn league? Right? People sign, and this is a note to people that are, that are listening to this that are guilty of this crap. Eric Heberlig, which you'll get into, and other people who may be listening to this league, and other people, I'll name names, I don't give a shit, because I get called out on things all the time, and I take my lumps whenever I have to, but uh, the, the, there, so there's no PC, uh, uh, being PC on the show about people, but there, are, and you have names of drafters, you better name some of these drafters, you, you took some names of some people here, of the shit that they're pulling, right, 
Well, well Pianowski's this, not. He's, he's doing. He's he's almost. He's not. He's running the clock out too. Okay. Well, again, what what does that show you? But not, not as bad. He's 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 okay. But he's like what, what he's, he's, it, no, he's, he's no Tim. He's no Tim Wagner. You have one. You have one draft. You have to be in. Pianowski's in one fucking draft right now. One. Okay, and it's the industry that you represent as an expert, and you can't make your picks in a timely manner or track what's going on because you're what? You're too busy. Okay, as I said before, there is virtually nobody is listening to this damn show that is busier than me of what I do on a typical day. I get more done in a day than most people get done in a fucking week. Well, right? I, might be, I, might, I, do. I might be busier than you. I don't know. No, I, I doubt it. Well, right? I have my own company as well, too, kids. I have the whole thing. Okay, we can go back and forth. Yeah, I, got, I got a company. Too. And most you'll be as busy as me. But the truth of the matter is, you keep up with your picks, don't you? Somehow you manage to keep a browser up on your phone and track along and be a good league mate and make a damn pick, okay? So you can do the same thing if you have one and you have multiple leagues going on. One damn team, you have one thing to do, make the damn pick or don't participate in it, okay? Because guess what? Most of us do this shit, draft, believe it or not, we do fantasy baseball for fun. Guess what? It's not fun watching grass grow or watching us get, get old while we're waiting on you to make your fucking picks. It's not fun. So don't do it. So I, I might, so my, my, anybody in the NFBC, and Greg, Greg's going to love hearing this, okay? Personal message out to NFBC players that are on these draft champions that draft two or three a year, you know, and take forever, timing out the clock and then driving people nuts. Just don't come back, okay? We, the, the, the company will not go under without your $50 or your $150. Go someplace else. It's very simple. Don't draft in these leagues and make everybody miserable all the damn time. Here's, here's, my, here's my suggestion for Justin Mason. If he's listening or if somebody's listening, wants to tell him. Here's my suggestion. Last, last year, they had a League of Champions. So everyone that won their league got placed into a League of Champions. Next year, in 2021, do a League of Slowpokes. Everyone that – the person with the longest draft time in your league goes in the same league so they can all enjoy each other. I think that's a perfect idea. Great idea. You know? Yeah. But, you know, I, but I think you can probably think, figure, uh, think of a better name for it. I'm, my, my name kind of sucked, but you, you can maybe be a bit harsher. Losers? Put the, you know, the, the losers? Well, put the, maybe put the they loser. might not have lost. They could actually have won the league by drafting like that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's funny. If you went back, another interesting research thing would be to do, go look back on the leagues where everybody timed that all the time or took maximum time to make their picks and see how well they did in their leagues. That's, actually, in, that's actually interesting. I don't know. If yeah, you can... I, I guarantee you they did not do as well as the people that took oh you know, actually as we spoke pianowski just had a auto like he said he said it to auto pick so he got he like he dropped it immediately so good good for him yeah, he did i'm just yeah i'm looking at the board he actually drafted right right away so see i have, the to, give, see I have the, to give him props power. there and he actually has some he, he actually i like some of his, i like some of his picks here he got i got mike fulton evitz and abisiel garcia in round 14 15 i really like those picks so i don't want to so i don't want to so i don't want to completely shit on on him but no uh, you do you you know, you, you don't want to have to. You, I, I'm doing that for you. You don't have to do that. Okay. Right? So you don't have to like, uh, you know, say that or whatever. But the point is, it's not about bashing one particular person. This is in general for people that do that. So they, yeah, they should have a league of people that are just, they want to take forever in the, ever in a day and put them all in or do better vetting. You know, there are, there are so many people in this industry that would love to compete. Put some money on the line. You know, do something that's going to make it be worthwhile for people that want to compete. You know, and it's great that you have three, four hundred. How many, how many people he's got in this year? Three, four hundred people in the industry doing these leagues. So if you got that many people, well, you, you want to get the best people that care about it the most, right? Not the people that's going to piss people off. And I want to have people come back. It makes you look bad. It just really does. So anyway. So I'm, I'm reading, I'm looking at that right now. The guy on the turn <laughs> picks the first two after running the clock down three hours and 50 minutes. He then runs two and a half hours off the clock to the end of the night, presumably we'll use the full half an hour, half, 
full hour and a half in the morning for a second pick. Amazing. Hey, he'll go, he'll, he'll run it into the sleep clock, which is great, which is another mistake. You know, you can go in the, 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 and take advantage of the sleep clock. So he's really like monopolizing what eight, 12 hours of time sitting on the clock because you made one pick on the turn, but you can't make the other one. So you have to wait because you only take your full four hours or four hours. So you take eight hours in the turn plus a sleep clock. That's what you're doing. See, people like that, there should be some kind of physical, you know, some kind of penalty for that. So they, those are the people that deserve to be hurt to draft like that and do that kind of crap. Because yeah, it's, 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 just, it's, just like, it's like you're just basically putting a big middle finger up to the rest of you people in your league that are doing that crap. And if I, and if I was in a league like that and I was paying money, if I'm one of the other 14 guys in a freaking league like this and I'm paying money for it, I would go to, I would go to whoever the, whoever's running the stand and I'd demand my money back for this bullshit. Because when that starts happening, when you start hitting people in the, in the pocket for this crap, then watch how fast they straighten the shit out. I've been on, I've been on a, a personal crusade. I started doing these drafts, these draft champions drafts, for example, with a long clock things, uh, long clock drafts, when it, when it was called a slow draft. You know, and this is before you. Right when they when they actually they were they were rolled out with the word slow in the draft, which is a gigantic mistake. Right, so people thought, oh, slow, I got all the time in the damn world. Right, and it was it sounds like our marketing department for our podcast, terrible. Right? Exactly, shit, horrible. So <laughs> so so it's an eight hour it was an eight hour draft clock. Can you imagine that we had fifteen team leagues on draft and every everybody was an eight hour clock? I don't know how they made any money or how many drafts ever got done. But and, and thankfully, you know, I got into some leagues with some guys that basically, you know, were. Um, I'll give a shout out to Dan Kenyon, Doughboys of uh, NFPC, who's a phenomenal player and been doing this for probably a couple more years, like 15 years in the NFPC. And he's like almost like the everybody's, you know, uh, uncle or grandfather of the league. And he's been writes a great column uh, on the NFPC. He's one of the true um, uh, you know, citizens of the NFPC who does great, just great things to keep to keep players engaged. And he's always here to talk to you. And I, he's one of the first people I quote unquote met via text messages and whatever, when text messages just were starting to get used basically, you know, that way back when. And, um, you know, coming to, coming to an agreement that we're all gonna draft together, you know, and, and keep each other moving and exchanging cell phone numbers or, or exchanging, uh, you know, for texts and calls. So as a community, we, would just, we, would, we started gravitating to those same players so that we get through drafts. And that's how we did it, you know? And, 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 we started, and every, people saw, wow, this is great when we draft faster. This is fantastic. It is actually much more enjoyable. Right. So that's so over the years, I've been pushing for faster and faster drafts. And what happened is it went from an eight down. We got to the fours and now we got twos. We got ones. We got 30 minute clocks. I got my fast DCs, which I created, which I fill about five or six of those a year where it's, it's understood that there's a one hour clock or a two hour clock. But it's irrelevant. You know, you get, you, you get a few minutes when you get on the clock and you're going to be getting a text from me, you know, uh, to get, get moving here. Let's make the pick. And we get these drafts done. My average draft that I finish right now, preseason, probably max is two to two to three days at the longest, right? Two on average, right? To do, to get a draft on fifty rounds, which is a phenomenal thing. I mean, I'm in I'm in a, a non an FBC draft, and it, it's it's a ten hour clock. This is a, well, why would you even put a ten hour clock? I don't well, know. I, I don't know. Um, Where did you get ten from? It's, it's just pointless. You don't even get these drafts. So you, you, it gives you time to go to sleep for the night. I guess if you live if you live in the Middle East, which I, the commissioner of this league does. He's now in he's in Israel, um, so he is he's used a ten hour clock. And then there, we have a chat, and we're like, why? Are, some guy goes, some other guy goes, why are we using a ten hour clock? Because we, honestly, we did. It's a forty round draft. First 30 rounds were back in November. Then we, for some reason, we decided we're not going to draft all 40 rounds. We're going to do 30 rounds in November, and then we're going to do 10 rounds in now. It started back up in like middle this of is, But this is it, one of your crazy cockamamie personal leagues you're in, right, Jack? Yeah, this, yeah, yeah, it is. 
Well, that shows you right. You asked for that crap. This is this is not a standard. This is not this is this is not a standard company that's setting policy. Okay, like a company like NFPC or a company like Fantrax or a company like you know um, whatever that has the ability, or Mason setting up elite. You have the ability to make the damn rules and change the damn rules. You do. We started this league before uh, in October, I think, before like before NFB started up. So I was just so itching to draft. We, we went, we got on fan track. So like, let's go. I'm like, okay, I'll do anything. Let's just get get, in, get this league going. And now it's just like, it's painful because it's like 12 hours. I'm like, and I go, this is pathetic. And the guys are like, why is this pathetic? I'm like, it just is. But they're nice guys and it's good. It's going to be a good league once it gets going. But like, fuck, it's annoying. And so, well, it's fine because I have another bunch of other leagues I'm doing that sort of takes my mind off this. But this is, but we've been drafting 10 rounds for like 10 rounds, 12 team leagues, 10 rounds for like three weeks. And then, um, and then Curlin's timing out on a 10 hour clock. He's in this league. And, uh, and then he, and then I'm like, this is, this is terrible. And then he, this is your, yeah, this is your, this is your partner in this venture. Something great. Curlin, and, he, and, then he, and, and I get, and I get crap when I make fun of per Curl and I rip on, I don't even know this guy. Whatever. So now this guy's going to turn around and he's going to, he's going to time out on a 10 hour clock. And then, then I'll call him out. I don't care. He doesn't care. I already called him out to the, on the group. I'm like, and then he goes, you have my number. Text me. Like, just drop. Like, you don't, you don't need to rely on people to text you or tag you and, and group me. Just draft your draft. Don't time out two times on a 10-hour clock. I know. I get it. He's busy. It's not a priority anymore. Because yeah, but, you, but you know you're, you know you're in a draft. I, I don't understand. But the thing is, like, this, is, this, is, this, is like this is a $100 league, and he's timing out on a 10-hour clock, yet he's making pick, picks instantly on the TGFBI, which is for no money. <laughs> like I said, as, I, as I said before, this is, this, is, this is the guy you partnered with in a, in a, in a draft champions podcast venture. <laughs> that's why that's why you don't hear him on the show anymore with me and you on the show anymore because again uh, this is the kind of stuff that drives me crazy because he would never come on the show if you were going to have this subject and, and me talking to him directly about that so well, it's okay I call, you, me, me and him are me and him are friends i can call him out on that because i i called it out i called him out to his face on it then you have your own but you only have yourself to blame man the fucking guy's on the clock that long just send him a text make a phone call like dude you've been on the phone you've been on the clock for you know for an hour yeah but he, said, that's what he said to me but you know what I'm not, I'm not i don't i don't monitor who's on the clock i just know this draft taking fucking forever so this he's timing out other people are taking 10 hours too so i'm, I'm not tracking who's taking 10 yeah, hours right another, now another, another, it's, it's, more, I'm, just, I'm just waiting like a normal person to until i get my email from fan saying zach you're on deck or zach you're on the clock then i'll go in log on and make my pick but and I'm not, I'm not babysitting everyone else to make their pick. And this draft is so far in the back of my mind anyways, because it's taking forever. It's taking three weeks to get through 10 rounds. Because you don't care about it anymore. But yeah. that's what happens. Okay. That's why, that's why you need text alerts. That's another thing that the NFBC is missing or, or some of these services are missing. You NFBC need, you, needs, they need an app. And they, they, they talk you, if you're going to clog up your email with freaking emails, first of all, okay. You know, you're not, people don't always check their emails. So those, that's not the first thing that pops up on your phone. Everybody gets text messages. Everybody gets texts when they come through. Your phone goes off. No one not, doesn't read their texts and misses their texts, right? It's like when fax machines were first, first invented. You, don't, you weren't even probably alive when fax machines first came out, right? Barely, right? But that was a big thing. And, and fax marketing was alive. Barely, okay? But faxes, when they first started sending faxes, people, that was fax marketing was a big thing. Why? Because everybody looked at their fax machine because the machine would go off and everybody would run to their fax because it was this cool thing. Something was coming over the fax. Well, well guess what? With phones in your hand, people are attached to their phones. How are you not knowing you're on the clock in this day and age? You keep the draft room open. Just take a check once in a while. This is the thing. So just do that. You know, I don't understand. What is so hard about having your draft open and looking at that kind of, oh, my life for this? Yeah, okay. But you're trying to tell me no one looks at their phone the entire day for other things? That's what they, so if you can make the argument that you have a job or you have a life that prevents you from ever looking at your phone, answering your phone, whatever, 
looking at email, looking at text messages the entire day, fine. You have a legitimate argument, right? But that's not what's happening. These people just aren't giving a crap, and that's what it's happens. When it's, it's when it's consistent or it's when it's, like, excessive. Like, I've been, I've been guilty of not picking within a couple hours, but it's not consistent. Like, at most, I'd say, like – Exactly. If you were in my drafts, that would never happen. See, you'd be, you'd be in my draft and this, I lay the law down. Get a text message, right? Yeah, I think text messages, everything, everyone seems the most. But there's one more that I, there's one more that I want to get to uh, that draft these draft nightmares that we saw on Twitter this week. Um, this guy, Pal Shaw, um, don't know him, not in this draft, but he was posted on Twitter. He goes, I, I think this is the worst one out of anything we've talked about. I'm not drafting a player yet because I feel pretty, I'd, I'd feel pretty stupid drafting a guy who breaks his hand in the third inning of a, straight, of a spring training game happening right now especially when I've got four hours promised. I won't do this with my 28th rounder. This is in the first round. So he's not taking his first round pick in case somehow they break their fingers in this game that's going on right now. That's the type of guy that won't go. Out yeah, of okay. Paul Shaw, you're, you're, you're already stupid. Okay. By, by, by having that mentality, anything can happen. The guy could drive out of the park and like hit by a bus. That's the kind of mentality you have. That, that's, that's the thing. This is, this is the problem with that, but not letting down, laying down the law when it comes to the draft etiquette with these kind of drafts. That you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna pull that maneuver in the first round. That's supposed to most be most exciting round, like when when the draft kicks off and those pick your those picks come up. Those are the most exciting rounds. Who gives a shit if you don't do that when you're in your 28th round? You can't by, by that time. Those, are, those you should be auto drafting pretty much by that time almost, right? The, the the picks people care about the most and are most excited about is the one you're shitting all over because you're sitting there because you're worried about some guy breaking his hand in a spring training game, which he's probably not even fucking watching, most most likely. Right? Sure, but, this, sure. this, but, this, but this is the kind of shit that drives me crazy you know, about these things. You know, I, I, I do this stuff to make it fun. There's a reason why I get on this podcast or I go on the, on the radio mm-hmm. and, you know, or I go on you know, these live events that I do things because I want to make it fun. It makes people you know, come back. You may not, you, or, or if I lay the gauntlet down and say, come on, you better come ready to come to the draft table and be ready to take me on. I want people to go, okay, I'm coming to New York to come after you. I'm coming to Vegas to come after you. I want to be in your league. Somebody just, somebody just messaged me on Twitter, but I want to hope I end up in your league in New York. Perfect. You know, that's what it should be about. You know, that's what draws interest. That's what keeps the game exciting, right? Because in and of it, it's like, it's like a go back to poker. Poker in and of itself could be a very boring game to watch or participate in, you know, to look at, right? You wouldn't say, oh, it's the most exciting thing to put on TV. But, but you, there are things you can do to make this game with fantasy baseball, which is the best fantasy sport, bar none, exciting and enjoyable. But why is it that on my Twitter feed that it's, it's the middle of baseball, fantasy baseball season, right? It's all about baseball right now. Wouldn't you agree? Every, this is this is a sport that we should all be talking about right now, right? And following baseball, correct? Yes or no? Yes. 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 Okay. Why am I getting people posting or tweeting, right, out there about the NFL scouting combine, right? This 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 to me. Is is you is the lowest level of of mentality when it comes to football. This is why football as a sport is completely screwed at this stage of the game. Because if I went back in time and I told myself in my my 1970s 80s self who was watching football at the time, which I've long since gotten away from because the sport's completely gone off the rails. Hey, in the future, there's going to be television coverage in the off season of football players running around in their freaking underwear. Right. And everybody's going to be watching it. and We're getting in commentary to see how high they can jump or run around cones or throw footballs through like freaking circles. Or, you know, are you kidding me? What is the fucking allure? Are you that desperate for content for football that that's what people watch for football? Okay. If you watch the NFL combine and you're interested in it for entertainment purposes, you got a serious problem. You seriously do. 
right? I'd question you if that's what you're watching. Because it's counter, counterpoint. If they, if they had a combine for baseball and they had Joe Adele doing all this stuff and they had Dylan Carlson. Wouldn't even watch it, bro. It, it would not it, even – first of all, Maybe baseball, you wouldn't, but you all these baseball all these analysts see, would be jerking off to this. No, they would because they don't have to with baseball. For football, you have to invent shit. Guaranteed. Not all of them. Let me, not, let me, let me finish maybe, my – you're, you're, not you're, all you're, them. Stop, you're stomping on what I'm saying right now. would be loving it. You haven't got you haven't taken the coaching, Zach. People talked about you talking over me. You're talking over me now about whatever. I'm, I'm done. Right? Go ahead. See, baseball doesn't need this shit to be making it interesting. All right. It's a very complex, artful game as it is already. See, football needs all the help it can get to be make it be interesting. It just does. Because you know, there's only so much to talk about when it comes to football. And that's it. And then you start inventing shit to make it interesting. That's what people do with football right now. If you watch these football shows that are talking in the offseason, there's only so much to talk about. They talk about the same thing over and over again constantly. You know, they try to invent things to be interesting and, fun and, and, and entertaining. And they came up with this, oh, we're going to put the, the, the scouting combine. What, what, what are you getting out of that if you're, if you're a football fan? What are you watching? Tell me. Okay, the, the guy runs fast. We know these guys run fast. They better run fast. That's what they got drafted to do. You know, they better be great athletes. They better be able to do these amazing feats of strength and whatever. It's ridiculous. Okay, it's an asinine waste of asinine waste of time. It's like watching the Pro Bowl. Okay, it's an asinine waste of time. It's like live savant though. Baseball savant sprint speed, and then sprint speed is not even exact and accurate because you're using the best seventy five percent. It doesn't mean if they're running. it's not exact. The combine, you're you're getting the actual sprint speed. No, you're not. You're running in you're running in the most pristine conditions under controlled environments and timing people. They're not in all their gear. They're not in game situations. This is not an accurate transcript, how it's going to translate when they play on the field. It's not the same thing. But they're right? all but but let's put all, the last even if everyone was, has that advantage. What are you doing watching around people running around in their underwear and the and the and in shorts and t-shirts? That that's for entertainment for football. Are you that bored? Is that really what you can be doing right now? I don't understand. Football season's over. Let it go. Okay. Do other things, move on, and then come back to it when it's interesting again, more mildly interesting. Don't look at things that try to try to make the damn sport be interesting. Okay. That's why they that's why I it's guarantee like that's you half the people you interact with Twitter would be glued to their TV watching the MLB called on. Guaranteed. I, I you know, if they, what, what, what maybe I I'm not saying you would. I'll give you the, I'll give you that I'll give you the benefit of the doubt to 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 assume that you're not lying or not lying to yourself here. That you that you're not interested in it, but I think at least half the people that are that are in all these baseball leagues you play with would love to. to yeah, love do to do 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 a poll. If there was a baseball combine that we'd watch this crap. We're gonna sit around. We're gonna see how how far on a fly that Ramon Laureano can throw the ball on a fly to, to a target from center field. That's what we're gonna spend our time doing. We know no, he's got. No one will care about that. But what they what they would care about is sprint speeds. So they'd have them do their. They they wouldn't do the forty. They do they do a home to first or no? They do a. We, first but we know their sprint speed, bro. It's Statcast. We know all their sprint speeds exactly. already. It's on every it's on every damn site. Do we have to see them actually executing the sprint speed as entertainment? No, we don't. And I don't need to see them doing that. In like you know, and whatever. It, it makes no sense. It's a pointless waste of time. Enough on the combine stuff. Stop posting about the NFL combine. I don't want to hear about the damn scouting combine. I think people would be interested if you take take all the players, put put a ball in the tee, hit the ball, exit velocity, St standing exit velocity, or whatever you want to call it. Okay, <laughs> like I said, now you're trying to make baseball interesting when you don't have to try to make it be interesting, because you know, or, or try to try to invent stuff to make it be interesting. It I, I see your point. I I I half agree with you, but I also say that tons of people would salivate over this. Do you salivate over the, the NFL scouting combine? Do no, you? I don't. Okay, you don't. And there's a reason why you don't want to see I, that I, the NFL scouting. I, I, I will. I will look at this. I will look at the fastest guys. I will. I. I'll 
I won't ignore the information. I'll use it, but I'm not going to spend hours and hours. I'm not going to watch it on TV. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure that's why the kids, you, you, you watch them. You, you're not going to watch the football, football game. So look how fast he's playing. You're not going to look that, you know, look at the catch he made. Oh, we scored. I got points from my team. My team is winning. You're not going to go, go look at any of those metrics, whether doing it's like, okay. Oh, look at the stat cast metrics when you're playing right now. I bet, okay. I bet he barreled that ball. I got I got to write the ship here. We got to stay on topic. Eric Haberlig. We got to get to him before we oh, move God, over, over over a hundred DCs. I don't he's know. He's up to hundred now. He's over hundred now. He's, he's, oh, he's well over hundred now. He's uh, somebody told me about how many. Um, and these are these are the, these, well, these are the fifty dollar variety. hundred fifty dollar variety. Hundred and fifty, and then the three. He's done about about fifty of the uh, three hundred and fifty dollar variety. Okay, uh, wait. So hundred. He did hundred DCs at one fifty a piece. So that's fifteen thousand dollars. Yep. Put people write that down. And how many? How many has he done? About three fifty times three fifty. That's um seventy seventeen thousand five hundred. So he so he spent thirty three thousand dollars to try to win potentially. He, he can't even come out on top. I think if you win the draft champions league, it's thirty thousand. Yeah, right? that's right. So, so you can't even you can't even come out on that. Even if you won half of these leagues, okay, <laughs> and won the first place, which is a thousand dollar first prize, right? What are you winning? <laughs> it's like. Got, it, it, he's got a sick look. He's got a sickness. Someone's got to intervene over here. There needs to be an intervention there. Someone needs to go to his house and intervene with potentially me if he's close enough to me and straighten this guy out, right? And it's like you know, it's like it's like you know, and and these guys at the NFPC, oh, he signed up for another, he signed up. For, don't they say anything? The guy's got like a this guy's got a problem, a gambling problem, something. You know, I don't know what he's doing. They to be because you cannot possibly work on set set the lineups for. And track every single one of those teams. Granted, they're not free agent. There's no free agent budget there. But how the hell are you monitoring and tracking and setting league, setting your team for that many leagues? How can you possibly be doing that? Well, b- besides the fact that he takes a long time to make his picks, which I know, of course he does. He can't keep track of all the leagues. How the hell can you possibly stay on top of these leagues? That the only I was in one league with him for the first time ever this year because I knew his reputation. He just happened to jump, but it was a one-hour clock. So even if he did time out three or four times, which he did. You know, and I had the other 13, 14 of us moving like really quick because I got them all on board with me. It didn't hurt us that much. We still, we were still able to, we were still able to do eight to 10, 12 rounds a day with, with I, him timing up. I want to get him on the show. I want to ask him about this. I want to ask him how he does it, why he does it. I'm fascinated by it. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't I, I, and I've been in a couple of drafts with him. I, and I've, I've, he's, in my opinion, he's drafted a lot of teams that I think are really good. He's like sniping me on players. He's getting the players I want. I think, I think he, he seems like he's a good player and I liked, I liked him. I well, liked him you, the show. However, I think, I think he's good. I think what he's doing is great for everyone. And here's why one, he's pumping a lot of money into the NFBC. Greg and those guys should be happy with that. Correct. And yeah, but they don't make any, they don't make any real money on those, those drafts anyway. But what do you mean? They don't make any money on them. They don't make any real money up for, the, for him for his hundred fifty dollars entrance fee. He's not. They're making that. What, what's the big on it? What, what percent are they getting on that? Very small percent. They're making yeah, enough. One, they're making, they're, one, they're, one, one five thousand dollars entrance fee in like an ultimate draft, for example, is worth twenty of those leagues in terms of money. They're yeah, but he but he's spurring. The, but he's making. He's he's creating more and more of those leagues. Without him, there's going to be like well, there's a hundred of them. So without without him, there's like. Six or seven less leagues. Entirely. Six or seven less leagues, and, that, and that's balanced out by the, the the ten or fifteen that I fill that are fast ones every single year. So what difference does it make? Yeah, you're you're yeah. more. Yeah, I agree. You're more important than Heverly. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you the reason why we should all love it. The people that are in draft champions leagues, why we should love this. Okay, put think of this contest and think of, and 
okay, we're, we're playing this um, DC, the, the Draft Champions podcast. There's skill involved. We're all drafting players. When you and then, but I think you can't help but to. You might not draft the same team every t- every time, but you do have players that you like. They are similar. So let's take let's take a let's take a completely hypothetical, different example, saying that okay, there's a contest. You have to pick a number between one and a hundred. There's only one correct answer, and um, anyone can enter it. But they, and you got to you got to pick the correct number. How would you like to play against? How would you like to play against fifty other entries in this contest that pick the same number? So I'm still hung up on the way you just said against. Is that a word? What's what 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 does the word against mean? Versus. Oh, you mean against? Yeah. Oh, okay. Just want to make sure you. I could I couldn't figure out what you were saying there. Yeah. What I meant there. Maybe it was a little, I'm a little bit too close to the microphone. You're, you're a little bit too Canadian for me for a second there. I lost you for a second. So look, I, I'm sure you can come up with a good rationale why you want hyperleague in your leagues and why you want them doing this kind of things like that which is fine. Let him, let him draft as many more power to you. And I think he's doing the same thing with main events. I think he's got, I think he's in every single main event possible that's online. Cause I got it. Cause he would never show himself at a live event. Cause I think most people would find it when as soon as they saw his name, cause there's gotta be somebody in that room. He's pissed off for sure. <laughs> and there's no doubt about that. You know, they he'd be coming up to be coming up to him. Like what the hell's your problem? So I don't think he wants to show himself in a, in a public forum, but uh, I would believe me. Yeah. I think it would be a, a very unique, interesting conversation to have me, you and Heberleg on the same show. I would love to. Imagine, but, can you imagine but, that? I would love to get. I love to. Think, I love to hear the thinking behind the the, the you know the. I don't know what the thinking is because we, okay. Would you uh, have you ever bought a lottery ticket? Of course, I bought a lottery ticket. Yeah. Would you, if you buy a lottery ticket, would you ever buy the exact same lottery ticket with the same numbers? Uh, the same numbers, multiple. No, you you would do multiple times, so you increase your chances potentially yes. of winning. Yeah. So your chances of getting struck by lightning. Okay, 14 times, just went from 14 times to 13.99.7% times. Okay? My, point, my point is that it's an, it's an exaggerated comparison that, um, of him playing 150 draft champions as him buying the same lottery ticket with the same numbers every time because, okay, granted, they're not going to be exactly the same teams, but you can't help but to draft more similar teams than of course if you had different people drafting right. how many and how many, the other, how the many other my, the, my other my other theory is that he's just a bot he's sort of like a, you know like um in, uh, the academy awards they put just seat fillers in he's just a, he's just an nfbc filler they need to fill a draft he's not actually a person he's just he's just a robot he's yeah, just he, a, probably, he could be he's just a ro- he's, he's just a robot drafter they, they, although i did I, I do recall having a hearing greg and tom having him on the radio show one one year when he i'm just i'm just i'm just joking i'm just joking no, I i'm not joking i don't, I, I, I don't I, actually I, think that he could, be, he could be a russian he could be a russian bot for all we know and and or you know that don there talking and we've never actually seen the guy no one's physically seen this person actually heavily so, kind of sounds like a bot name it does, you know. It sounds like it sounds. It sounds like a name that was invented, you know. Like you know, like the stem, like Heberlig, you know, like a you know Heberbot kind of thing. It's it's very close. Could be that, you know. Yeah, I think he's. So, it might be. It might be um, AI, artificial intelligence. Uh, it, it's very possible, but let's. But I don't think he's getting him a chance to win any, any more than anybody else uh, that's out there. But because inevitably, a lot of these teams are going to be crap. Like you said, they're going to get the same players. He's going to have the same injured player on multiple teams. You know, or the, you know how many you know how many teams did he draft this year with Severino on him already, and maybe who else that's gone already? Those teams yeah. are like almost dead in the water coming out of the state. So you had to immediately remove those leagues. So, so as I said before, you want to get him on the league? We'll get him on the show. It'll be great. Well, well that's irrelevant because every league has one guy that drafted Severino up to the point in time where he right. got injured. So it doesn't matter if Heberly drafted it or yeah. Madison. Well, we unless he's drafted him like forty times. Well, 30 times, but let's go on. Next, we'll, okay, we'll next we got, we got to get, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Um, I've, I've, um, last, last episode we talked about some of, um, Jeff Zimmerman's amazing, uh, 
mining for mining for news. I've I've got a couple things that I've looked at. Nothing groundbreaking. Um, just some which of is usually that, the which is usually the case. No, oh, okay. Ground, right. that, so give me your, give me your obscure things you want to talk about now that have to do with your that you dug up. These aren't that obscure, but these are just things, and I'm just going to be asking you. I'm not. Gonna, I'm just. These are just things I found. There's nothing special about them. So one of them is three upside throwers that look really good. Eduardo Rodriguez, Freddy Peralta, and Denelson Lamette. They've all done well in spring training. Um, any takeaways from that? Just guys that sort of have some upside. I think that all those those players you just mentioned, people are all over them already before spring training, and uh, that just you know that just confirms what they're you know. Lamette is just going to he's like I said, use the industry word. He's, he's I'm not even going to say he's rising up on the draft boards as we go along right now in terms of Lamette. Then Rodriguez, yeah, okay, he struck, he struck out six guys the other day, fantastic and wonderful. But you know, do I trust Rodriguez on that team and in that division with that knee? With that knee, not necessarily. But you know, and Freddie Peralta, he's free, so why not? The guy, if the guy's showing something that's clicking, you pick him in the whatever round you're picking him in as a as a as a late round shot, shot and see what happens with him. I wanted to get him tonight. Right. I couldn't even get him. Right. Well, what what round was that? Uh, late. It was when I went down to one dollar. It was an auction. Yeah. So you went for two. So you went for two. Well, it's just a matter of money, or, or one, or I was out of money, or something. But, okay. if, but but if you had a draft, you can get him in for free, basically, in any league you're in, for the most part. Freddie yeah, but you know what? He was going um, after Corbin Burns uh, until very recently. Now he's going before Burns. Yeah, boy, because he has a new pitch, right? That's the other thing. The pitch, the guy, you know, whatever. I think, we don't think Jeff Zimmerman, he broke the news in his well to me. That's when right. I a lot of people, a lot of people have been burned by. He's another one. I feel like they owe. They, he's owed. They owe, he owes them because he's he's screwed over a lot of people. I think I even had Freddie Peralta in the main event that I came in what second in one last year, and I had him early, and I got rid of him. He blew me up on how many times, you know, whatever. He he was another one. I thought, oh, what a great pick! I just got Freddie Peralta over here, and he continually continues to shit the bed on me. But look, if he, this is a good. This could be the you bust out. You speculate. Everybody's got their speculative pick. So you think they're uh, they're all decent priced, decently priced right now? Yeah, I think they are. I mean, I, I don't I don't see Eduardo Rodriguez you know bouncing up much higher than where he is right now unless he continues to dominate the entire spring. But but it's spring training, right? Am I am I not drafting Tatis because yeah, early rounds because he's had a horrible spring so far? I see had a horrible spring. I haven't even really kept tabs on him. No, yeah, I mean he hasn't done much. I mean at all. So I haven't, I haven't seen to be honest. Um, next thing is Nate Lowe's Nate Lowe on the Rays has been playing third base. Yeah, I'm a free Nate Lowe. Every now he's in the free free Nate Lowe camp. You know, I, I think he should be playing and get a shot, but that's the problem. But the Rays, they're they're infuriating team because there's probably two players on that that roster that's got and, and the starting roster that are secure that they're going to play uh, every day, and that's like Adamas is one of them. I think that uh, and and Austin Meadows. So who else is playing in every single day? There, they may not be in a platoon, or they're going to rotate them around, or whatever else. But uh, yeah, I'd love to see they'll get a crack. Do I think that Jimen Choi is a solution? Like that's the guy, you know. He's one of those guys that could just see just completely falling off the map or whatever, and and uh, low having a job somewhere at first or third. So it's great. And I think if they're working on getting him in position, I think it's great. And he's a guy you still can get very extremely late in the, in the late teens to throw on your bench and see what happens in the corner, see if he gets a job, and then if you don't, then you drop him. Right. Um, next one, Dylan Carlson. He's um, he might be forcing the hand of the Cardinals. He's batting six eleven before um, today's action. I don't know if he played today or not. Haven't looked. Um, he he's got some competition in the outfield, but he's um, what kind of competition. What, what kind of competition does Dylan Carson have in the outfield? Um, somebody a, a bodybuilder named Tyler O'Neill. Yeah. Okay. And, and how and how good how good has he done? He's had he has two home runs this spring. Okay. 
and they got a uh, Harrison Bader, a uh, speedy guy that plays probably might be the top three defensive outfielder in the game. Yeah. Okay. And what what has he done? What has he done on the field of play? Uh, another zero for three for today uh, for him. He was he's still he's having a decent spring. For um, no, I didn't see that. What's his face? He was really he was really hyped last year. Uh, Bader. He was going around one hundred and fifty. Pick one hundred and fifty. Yeah. I, I, I had a lot of him. He busted. He busted big time. Yeah, but I think that given the given the Carlson's year last year, I wouldn't be surprised that in the in the minors that he doesn't break camp and have a starting position. And he's going higher and higher. I've seen people jumping on Dylan Carlson. Yeah, he's in everybody's roster in a 12-team league. By the time it's over, earlier and on a 15-team league as well, going in like maybe 20th round. So. Um, you know, people are all over Dylan Carlson. They're not dumb. They know this guy could be, you know, uh, a power steel guy and can easily get a job. But there's nobody in that, in that, in that uh, Cardinals outfit. They say, oh, they, this guy's the lock. He's gonna, he has to have a job in the outfield. Nobody. So go okay. with the upside. Go with the upside pick. I would go with the big upside pick, right? I like it. I like it. I have been doing that. Okay, next. Cody Thomas on the Dodgers. Already has four home runs. Um, they already traded Jock Peterson, but then um, chickened out and took him back. Um, and AJ Pollock's a nightmare. I think he's he's somebody that he's he's on my um, invisible list, which means that um, I don't even look at him in drafts. Um, but you think this guy can be relevant at all, like as like a backup outfielder in case Pollock gets hurt? But we've also uh, seen this a million times in spring, where like people like have a great spring and are just sent back to the minors. We never hear from them again. Like Chris Davis has hit three home runs. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, well, yeah, exactly. And I, and I mentioned that on Twitter about Chris Davis. Okay, Chris Davis is done. Doesn't matter how many he can hit twelve home runs in spring. It's not going to matter, right? The guy's done, right? F- face to facts. Yeah, guys like this. You know, there's a couple guys spring training bust outs. I remember those guys that had like they led the league in, in spring. Every year, there's always a guy who leads the league in spring training home runs. Yep. Uh, and, and then they end up putting into oblivion, and, and they are what they are. So this guy's more. What is, what, this guy's not going to have a job. He's going to be a backup player. I mean, there's too much, there's too much talent, too much depth on that thing. They're going to give Pollock with that contract as much chance as possible, you know. And there's a chance until, that, until he gets hurt, he's going to get hurt, you know that. Right. Exactly. So, but, and who's, uh, who's who's going to come in once Pollock gets hurt? Jock Peterson's going to have more time, more playing time. I, I don't have the depth chart in front of me, but like I said, I don't. Yeah, I, he would. Yeah, you got you got Bellinger in center, Betts in right, and then you have Pollock in left, and then you have Muncie at first, Lux at second, Seager at shortstop, Turner at third, and then Jock Peterson sort of going to be that. Um, rotating guy maybe some first base maybe some outfield as of now but he could be traded so you so you remember the cody thomas fan club right so that's that's good that's good hope you hope no, no I, i'm not I'm just, I'm just asking you my I'm, my, my fan club isn't my, my my fan club isn't or whatever is completely um, dependent Again, on what, he's what not on my else. he's not on my radar he's going to be someone no one's going to draft Right, unless he hits like whatever. What, what about what about as a round fifty player in in the draft? Well, yeah, well, I'm not draft champions is a different story. But more power to you. Load up on all those guys because you, you hit a home run with one of them, uh, no pun intended. It's so great. So you, you do you do that. So I'm not. Oh, talking, you talking didn't about, you I'm didn't intend about, pun on that home run baseball no, I didn't. fantasy. No, that's not another. So then, if, okay. but if you but thanks, if you, thanks for uh, clarifying that. Yeah, but if you do this in a in a in a main event league or something like that, you're not gonna. No one's drafting him, really, to put him on the put him on their bench. Those, those seven roster spots oh, no, are, are rough. They're not no. doing it. So you can no. go get them for a buck. No, later that on. question was sorry. That question is intended for draft champion leagues. Okay. Like, obviously, Cody. So Thomas by all means, by all means, by all means, go out and draft them in draft championships. Go ahead. Who else? Uh, Miles Straw. He has three home runs already, and we know that he can steal seventy bases in the minor leagues. Um, he has easily 30, 40 stolen base potential if he gets consistent playing time, which is far from assured. 
But um, apparently, like uh, they love him there. He's killing it. He batted leadoff last uh, lineup card I saw. Well, look, Miles Straw is like one, you know, Carlos Correa massage away from being in the lineup probably again. So if he goes back to the same massage therapist, you may be seeing Miles Straw in the lineup. It's very possible, right? He's not, he's not the bastion of health, Carlos Correa. So you don't know. I mean, he's this Miles Straw has been talked about by a lot of people, a lot of experts that kind of like him as like a dark horse. And the guy's got talent, but I think he got that kind of speed. And if he can make contact like he's making, you know, I, he's definitely worth someone you might want to stash to put on there. So, so uh, but, but you're, not, you're not looking at him in a, in a, in a 30 round league, are you? Uh, there's, there's, depending upon how the spring shakes out, I'm not going to reel him off as maybe like a 30 or 30th round pick. You throw him on the bench, you know, but mm-hmm. let to see what he gets a job or if he makes a roster or what happens. And, uh, you know, with the, with the, with the Astros, uh, in terms of who gets hurt, if anybody gets hurt, people getting thrown at, who knows what's going to happen. So he's a easy, easily cuttable guy. If that's the case, if you really believe, because, you know, but it was, was stolen bases the way, because he had that, that amazing skill. That's gigantic if that guy blows up and becomes one of those guys. Right? Yeah, that's why I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know why he's getting drafted so late in the draft Champions League, like back in round 40. Like he should be like one of the one of the. Or maybe he start, maybe he still will now. Maybe he will now more. He probably will get pushed up now because right. he's getting a little. People are talking about a bit more. I'm glad I got it. I'm glad I got a lot of early shares. I have a whole bunch of shares of him early. Ne- next is um, Giovanni Gallegos got a save um, yesterday, so um, or two days ago. Uh, Carlos Martinez actually pitched well, you know, in, in his first, you know, start for three innings. The other he did day. okay. He did okay. He was all right. For, for not having pitched starting in a while. I've still not sold him long-term his shoulder, his, his arm holding up uh, and what he's doing. But um, that, 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 um, that St. Louis situation, everybody thinks Gallegos is going to be the closer. He could be, but there are a lot of, there are a lot of potential other players that could do that. You've got a team that's got Andrew Miller on it. You've got a team that's got this guy, Hayes, what's the guy, that kid's name? Uh, Hazley, his name is Hayes Holden. Yeah, but in that game, Hazley pitched two innings. So that's a that that's an indication to me that they don't want to use him in that closer role if they're using him for two innings. Uh, who knows, man? But we can't read too much into that because he's been two innings. But the point is – You can't read too much in spring training because – Well, it goes are, back to control, but it also goes back to control, you know, with him too. So, but again, he's the, he's the guy – we're not going to know, unfortunately, probably. Hopefully, we'll build name a closer sometime before the live events, the big high-stakes events we know. But right now, it's so there's a lot of speculation. You can't even on make on that. Well, you got the Jays like had a guy get a save that I've never heard of. Kenley Jansen pitched in like this, the, the second or the third inning. You know, the spring trainings or whatever. I don't know. Next, Shed Long hitting leadoff looking good. Yeah, I mean, he's going to play. You know, and again, he's another another late round darling by some of the analysts that are out there. And if he's got, it's a, it's a horrific team. Why not put him out there? They got him in the, they got him in the deal, a trade that was there that they made. Uh, who was it? Who was it? Who did he come from? Shed Long? Is that from the Reds? Was it Shed Long? Yeah, I believe so. I think it was. But um, so, um, yeah, so I, I think that, uh, you know, Shed Long is going to get a crack. So why not? He's not going to be your starter. Middle infield, he's not going to be a starter infield, but he's a good bench player, potentially. See what happens. Yeah. Um, okay. we got Chris Sale and Andrew McCutcheon starting on the DL. So, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I don't, I don't, they said Sale's like the pneumonia. I don't believe that completely. Like, it's a month. you got a month before the season starts. You're already saying he's for sure. Like, they've already told you he's going in the G- DL. So, I don't know. I've never had pneumonia, but uh, I think there's different – severities of it and i don't think that you can definitely say you're well at least it's not the coronavirus which i'm going to talk about in a second too at least you don't have that no that's okay so about the coronavirus for a second but let's let's talk about let's talk about sale and first of all the thing is with sale i love look i love chris sale 
But if Chris Sale had done what Chris Sale could have possibly do at his full potential last year, I probably could have won two more main events. I probably could have won. Um, that's what I'm telling you last year because I had him in a lot of places as an earlier pairing with Garrett Cole or, or another time. So I, when I double, double up on the aces, Sale was, Sale was that player or my ultimate league. I could have won my ultimate league if Sale did what he's supposed to do because I also got nailed in that league because I had glass now as well. Because I was dominating because I had those, those three guys. And you imagine, look what, look what happened when you have those, those starters. But, yeah. you know, you never know. But, but again, the guy had a problem last year because he didn't get a full spring and he came in not stressed out. We saw how he was. He got destroyed. Destroyed. But it was the same problem last year. And I, I still haven't had one velocity reading on him. I don't know what, how, what his velocity is. You know, we know the skills are amazing. But at the end of the day, what, what are the numbers saying here? And in terms of velocity, how he's, you know, I, I haven't seen one thing. He's throwing a bullpen. We're going to, let's see, let's see, let's see him get into some games and let's see how he does by the end of spring. You know, and that's the thing. We're not going to know much, you know, and that's, he's, what is he, he's got bumped up because everybody's talking about him again. I've seen him going in second round, third round of a, of a, of a 15 team league right now. I mean, that's a, that's a lot to invest, man. A lot of, a massive amount of risk to do it, to take your first starter, your ace, you know, making sale your ace in a, in a 15 team league, second or third round. I, I don't think I would do it. I don't think so either. I'm not doing it. I, I need other, other players you can get there. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not messing with sale at that point. I might say, I'd love to see him. I have, I do have some shares in early on before this, you know, the spring, all the stuff came out, my earlier address, but still it's enticing. The, 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 the urge is there to grab him sometimes when you see him right there. Cause we want to hit, we want to strike gold and say like he's back to his old self, but I don't know, man. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't know either. And what about, so, what about McCutcheon? And Kyle, look, I'm, I'm not a McCutcheon dude. I mean, I'm not a McCutcheon guy, you know, and the guy's already having problems. So I'm, and people are taking him like he's just going to just step right back in after missing a year. And, you know, he's, he's, not, he's, he's not that young. How old is McCutcheon now? 30 what? More than that. He's 35. Is he, is he that 30, old? I mean, I'm going to go 33. Okay. If you had to guess. If you had to guess what he is. Okay. So as I said before, you know, that's a, you know, and he's not going that early. What is he going in the teens? You know, um, from for what he's going, taking, going, he's probably going around pick two hundred, I would think. I don't right. know. Where's going? Yeah, but anyway, you know, he's thirty-three. So and uh, so you looked it up. Yeah, yep, he's, 30. so he's thirty-three. But I, well, I, 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 was, I was right. Yeah. So you know, I, I don't. I again, I, I'm not. He's not a guy I'm targeting specifically. It depends if he. Everybody, everybody's got the right price. If he falls to a certain place, I'll take McCutcheon. But uh, I, I just like where, where he's going. Those other players are like better at that time that I'm taking for like a fifth outfielder. Yeah, he's not even going. He's going like uh, in like almost like third or fourth outfielder range. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not taking him as my third or fourth outfielder. No way. No way. Okay. A couple more things here. We got um, Kansas City Royals. They got a, they got a couple of interesting rookies. Um, besides their pitchers, they got two they got two outfielders that might uh, make a name for themselves. Um, actually three if you count Bubba Starling, but to, uh, two speedsters. One is Khalil Lee, who's hitting 353 with a homer and a steal so far. He's, he's a more touted prospect than this other guy, Nick Heath, Nick Heath who's yeah. uh, more of an obscure guy. These are guys more for your draft and hold leagues. Um, anything to say about the, the Royal? Well, I, I've never seen I don't think I've seen either one of them be drafted in a draft and hold of even, even yet. Maybe Khalil will get some, he'll get some looks now because late in the draft champion season. And he's the better prospect, obviously, than Starling and other guys there. But uh, if you want to speculate later on him, and again, these are draft changing pickups. These are guys that are, you're not going to be drafting until they, you know, they blow it up in the, in the minor leagues and they get call, they get a call up, and you know they, it's a fab it's a fab run, and people are going to throw some money at them and see what they're going to do. But uh, I wouldn't be looking anything huge for any of those guys. Right. So, 
There's some guys last year that um, some, and I'm, and I'm going to get to some relievers or the potential starters that uh, are doing quite well in spring training. And I know it's very early in spring training, but last year I'll, I'll, I'll note a couple guys, Darwin's on Hernandez, Kyle Wright and Matt Strong. All those guys were killing it in spring training and granted other guys were killing it like Chris Paddock who turned out to be amazing, but those guys were killing it and turned out to be not very useful. I'm going to, I'm going to mention three guys, Brian Abreu, eight strikeouts through um, 4.2 scoreless innings. Um, Daniel Ponce de Leon on the Cardinals, their rotation is a little bit in shambles. He has t- uh, seven Ks and five innings pitched with no, again, no runs and a 0.8 whip and Zach Little um, on the twins, eight Ks and five innings pitched with a 0.6 whip, no runs. Yeah, well, again, look who the Lions are pitching against. You know, when you look at spring training box scores, look at the, who they put in. Is, there, is it all their scrubs, all their minor leaguers in there? Are they getting major league hitters out, you know, at this point? So, you know, I, the only guy in there is intriguing to me, I think, is Brian Abreu, you know, with his arm. And, you know, um, it would take a lot to go right for him to have a massive impact. But, you know, never know. You know, if he does a volume of innings, he's a long, you know, and he racks up the strikeouts. But the guy's got a, you know, guy's got a great arm. And you never know what could happen with that bullpen there i mean i don't think you know guys like asuna i mean they're they're walking a tightrope i don't i mean he's he's definitely got the job he's a solid closer to a degree but there's a lot of there's a lot of risk in asuna too in there and so i like i said bray is great again not a guy you're going to see appear more than likely on a roster uh and anywhere in any any high stakes event right so all right before what one thing i want to get to before we go is um uh, we're going where are we going um away from each other oh we are because the show's already wrapped up okay wrapping up soon okay all right so we got i want to i want to i want to get your thoughts on dealing with fab um the first fab run but before that we got some drafts some uh some drafts to look at uh, we got we had two people that want you to review their draft and just like i, I told you i need to go on i need to go on cameo Right. And I need I need to set up a profile on Cameo and drive all these people to go to Cameo and for 50 bucks or whatever it is, maybe I'll be more than happy to analyze their drafts and rip it apart or give credit where credit is due and do that. You know, because I, I got I got all this stuff popping up on my feed all day long. People asking me to review the drafts. Let's hear it. They, they, I think they think it's humorous when I when I shred people's drafts and they want to and if they somehow don't get their draft shredded. It's a success <laughs> that's out there, you know, for me to not take the rip their draft apart. Right. I think, well, I think there's only one that you that you liked so far, and that was uh, John L. from MLB Moving Average. You liked his TGFBI team. Yeah, I think you know. I, I give you know. I thought it was one of the more solid drafts I've seen because most of those you know, those TGI FBI teams are train wrecks to this enemy. Absolute train wrecks. Well, maybe it's and, because uh, the rest of his teams in the league are train wreck train wrecks. Well, could could be. I don't know. I, mean, I, I haven't looked. I don't know who's in his league. Right. Um, I don't look it up. I have to look at league context, but like I said before, you know, okay. for me, for me, you, you really want me to review individual people's drafts. This is where people start checking out on on, on a radio show. Okay? When it's all oh, he's going to talk about some other guy's draft. Right? Okay, well, screw them. I want you to talk about. I want you to talk about my draft because people were giving me shit about this draft. Oh, I drafted. Uh, the I'm six, spending two I minutes started, on your fucking draft. Which draft is it? Who, who the is, first, it? Who is the, it? The first one with the guy that started. The one that's the guy, the me, the guy that started with six hitters. So we started Trey Turner. Yeah, Juan Soto, Ozzy Albies, Austin Meadows. This is this is a RotoWire Online Championship. So Turner, Soto, Albies, Meadows, Bichette, Olson in the, the first six picks of the twelve team league, and they were saying that's all the that's all the NFB series sort of posted. They're like, oh, uh, I don't I don't know about that. And then we got in in this draft, you had Pete from the, the draft cheat guy. He's saying he's like, hey, hey Zach, uh, you know, like half your stats are pitching too. He's like sort of half joking, chirping me. But then I I don't know. Do you have the draft in front of you? 
Yes, I have the draft right in front of me, man. I, I, just I, give... I think I did a good job of recovering from going those six hitters. I never, that's my first share of Turner to my first share of Matt Olson, but I think they sort of complement each other well. And I was sort of, I was sort of a little bit nervous after that happened. I'm like, okay, am I going to be able to piece together pitching? But it sort of fell to me. Um, but I'll let you go. I'll let you go. I'll let you at it. Should I, just, should I just give you my round of applause? Where's, where's my sound effects machine? Where is it right now? Oh, hold on a minute. Yeah. How's that? Yeah, that's good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Look, look. The fact of the matter is, those are all great. I love all those picks. The the the, the hitters. I mean, there's six phenomenal hitters. Plus, throwing in Donaldson and Sano. I don't know who the hell you're drafting with in that league. They know anything what's going on. But if you're if you're pitching, it all comes through. You're golden in that league. You know, if any of these guys, you know, Bowers goes back to being Bauer, and Lamet is the bust out guy that he's supposed to be, and even if Lynn is decent, Rodriguez is decent. Rios is gives you his quality innings he's supposed to. You got two, you know, you know, decent mid mid range closers, and you can always get closers in twelve team leagues very easily here. All right, so it's a fine team because again, oh, I wouldn't quibble about any of those hitters that you drafted there. And then again, in most twelve team leagues, the first five or six pick look like all star teams, you know, that are in there. True. So again, it, it, it's like it's got you got a, a lot of potential with this team doing well. Yeah. Right. But again, it I goes got some back. Com- to, I got know, some comments. So, goes back some, to you. some comments are saying that my uh, last two uh, outfielders are shit. My, uh, somebody, somebody just as we're talking, somebody said your last two pieces of the outfielder shit. But I don't know. I don't think so. I got, I got some upside. It, it's not like it's uh, DC. You can play waivers. So I'm happy. I, I, guarantee, I guarantee you on waivers right now. There's a guy. There's there's a better guy you can pick up than Franchi Cordero. I can guarantee you. Maybe. But there's a, there's some upside, but he's not even a starter. Get drafted. He's not even a starter for me. So between between Hilliard, Dylan Carlson, Trent Grisham, Franchi Cordero, I, those are four people for my two last two for my last two outfielder spots. Yeah, you can say they're shit, but I bet you two of those four guys are going to hit. And I say, and then all I need to do is find one measly outfielder on waivers, which I will do. Zach, you, you, you've learned so well from dealing with me all this entire time. I'm, I'm really, really glad you have not contracted the coronavirus yet and, have, and you're going to be able to make the NFBC live events. Have you, have you seen that whole conversation going on uh, on the NFB message boards about the coronavirus? Have you seen that? No. Have you missed that whole thread that's going on right now? When you get a chance, it's great reading. Oh, See, because, oh, people don't want to travel? Yeah, this, this, is, this is the big thing that, that drives me crazy. And I, I, I'm going I'm to give some advice for everybody out there that's, that's scared of the coronavirus right now because you know, I, I, it, 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 everybody's whipped in a mass hysteria that this is, this is some kind of major problem or epidemic that we're facing and whatever. Look, I, I've, done, I've worked in healthcare for 30, probably 30 some odd years of my life, at least in, in my life. And I've researched this kind of stuff, right? right? And, and again, the, the minute the news comes out, a 70-year-old man is the second person in the U.S. to die from the, the, than the coronavirus. It's like 70-year-old man, right? The majority of these people that are getting sick all right, are going to die because they are compromised immune system. They're the elderly people. These are the ones that die from the flu. These are the ones that die from other things, pneumonia. These are the ones that commonly die because they already are, 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 have reduced immune systems and they're already sick in the first place. So it's going to hit them hard and you're going to have fatalities. It's interesting. You don't see children dying from this disease. You don't see younger people dying from this disease. You know why? Because it's really just a really bad virus is really what it is. Because right after that news came out today, the first case of coronavirus in New York, the, the, the patient is a woman in her late 30s who's contracted the virus, and she's currently isolated in her home, the governor said. So and essentially, this woman's got a virus. She's in bed drinking juice, having a soft-boiled egg, watching Oprah, whatever she's doing, or reruns, or Ellen for the day, and she's recovering, where most people are doing in this country right now that have contracted her around the world. 
See, but this is what happens. It's it's it's, a, it's the herd mentality. Everybody gets whipped into a frenzy about things. We a few years ago it was Ebola. Ebola was going to eat all everybody's brain, and we were all going to be killed by the flesh-eating bacteria. And what happened with that? Okay. And then it was SARS, and then it was bird flu, and it was all this crinish. And this is going to be the same crap. Is if no one wants to get a disease, I understand. But diseases historically run in cycles. You have to understand this. Okay, this is what happens. Okay, the disease will hit the will hit the hit the population. We don't have anything. Nothing is. No one's going to concoct anything in a lab that's going to cure these diseases. It's not happening. Okay, not now. Maybe in the future will be, but there's nothing that we can do except take grin and bear it. Okay. The strong will survive, we'll get through it, and we will move on. It happens all the time. But if you, you, you're saying you're afraid to travel, you don't want to go out of your house because you may contract the coronavirus and die, you're more than likely, virtually not, unless you're elderly and already compromised music, not going to die from it. Do you want to get sick? No, I'm not saying people should just go out of their way and be, to be reckless and get sick or whatever, but the, the odds are infinitesimal. It's not going to happen. Okay? Yeah, it's, a lot so, like, it, it's a lot like the guy that didn't want to draft the first round pitter because he breaks his hand, right? Yeah, something like that. It's a good, great analogy, right? It's just like, oh, there's this fear, this fear-based thinking, but this is what people, there's a reason behind all this kind of stuff. Okay? The government does this kind of crap. It's going on right now in this country. Everything's whip up people into fear. Fear of everybody. You know, fear you know, of illegals coming in. Fear of people taking your job. Fear of, you know, you're not having this. Fear of not having that. That's what it all is today. Fear, you, fear you're going to die of disease. And it's all, it's all set up, basically, to create mass hysteria in the mass. Someone's getting rich in all this crap right now. I guarantee you. Someone's making out all this kind of crap. You know, that will do all collapse these economies and cause all these problems because Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Somebody, mm-hmm. someone's back cashing this whole damn thing. So, but, but, but again, look at the, look at the symptoms of this thing, read the research, read about what it is. Okay. It, it, you're not, you, you're not going to die of coronavirus. If you can track this thing, you know, you could die of anything. In, 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 there, and there are a lot more deadly things out that you can get every day. And the people that are dying are not people that are health, similarly healthy people. Healthy people don't die of these diseases. They get sick. Their body fights it off. The best immunity you have in your body, by the way, is your own body, okay? There's nothing that comes that a, that a doctor can give you. You can shoot into your body. You can take in a bottle that's going to make your immune system function better than the immune system itself, right? So the best thing you can do is do things to keep yourself healthy. Sleep well. Eat well. Do all the proper things to make your body functioning at peak capacity so you don't get sick. That's the thing. Immunity doesn't come in a bottle. It doesn't come from an exterior source. It comes from within you. Right. That's how you stay well and stay healthy. Take care of yourself. If you don't take care of yourself and you're a freaking sick mess, you know, to start off with, yeah, you're higher risk. Then maybe you should stay, stay indoors and do that kind of crap if you're getting sick constantly with every damn thing all the time. So take the proper precautions. Right. That's all. You know, everybody's going to be fine. Everybody calm the fuck down. But you go to these message boards. Everybody's talking about, oh, you know, I can't go on an airplane. I can't go here. I can't. You, you, you're really going to worry about going to Vegas, a draft and a draft, you know, or New York because you might, you know, get get a virus. Potentially, I mean, I mean, come on, you know. I, I people remember. I'm, people are going to laugh. People that are listening to the show right now remember if they went to New York last year in the live events. I was sick as a dog. Okay, I, I thought I had, people were joking. What do you have, Mike? Tuberculosis? Because I was coughing so much. People thought I had tuberculosis. That's how I, that's how sick I felt. It was bad. You know, I might have had walking pneumonia. I might have had bronchitis. I might have had a combination or triple whammy. But I, you know, and I sat at that draft table. You know, I made did my drafts. I did well. I even won. You know, I did great, great in my draft in New York. How long did it take you to recover from being sick? Took me, took me, it took me a good week for that. I, got, I made sure I got better by the time I got to Vegas. And then you had had walking pneumonia or worse, but I, I had Chris, worked, Chris, I had, Chris Sale's not going to be ready for a month. Right, exactly. Because, because of that. Okay. Because he's a stick puss the way you look at the guy. He's like, a, he's a scarecrow, right? And whatever. But for me, and at my advanced age, right, I was able, I was sick going into New York. Okay? And by the time Vegas rolled around, I mean, I got myself well. 
but I did everything I did. Yes, I took my combination, some meds that needed to help me out. But at the same time, I did everything possible to recover, you know, whatever. But I, but you know what? You suck it up. You go, you're not going to, you're, you're, you're not, you're going to try to tell me you're healthy and you're registered for these events and you put money into these kind of things and you're going to miss out and stay home for the, for the odd infinitesimal chance that someone, you might run into somebody has a coronavirus somewhere. I mean, come on, be serious, right? About the whole thing. Stop. Everybody's got to calm down. You're not dying of the coronavirus, not the end of the damn world. This is not the plague that's going to wipe out humanity. It will pass as well, too, right? I'm not saying you should take it lightly. I'm not saying you should ignore it and whatever. But again, how you go about approaching it, okay, fear fear and hysteria is not the way to go about approaching it. How are you going to go about the first uh, waiver run? I think it's like March 22nd, maybe? The first waiver run is, I think, after the first... Uh, yeah, March, first, March, 20, March 20, 20, no, 26, no, 26 is the first, the start of the season. So the first waivers is the following Sunday after that. No, be, I think some, some of these leagues, um, there's waivers on the 22nd. Maybe it's, maybe, maybe it's a cut line best ball. Uh, they like, yeah, maybe it's probably the cut line. It's not, yeah. it's not, it's not the other leagues. Okay. So whatever, be it the 22nd or the 29th or whatever, whatever, whatever the right. cycle is. Um, what players are, like, there's probably players already that um, when you drafted really early that you, you that there's already players that, didn't get drafted in those early drafts. Yeah, are, of course, of course, of course. Twelve, twelve team leagues. You're gonna have a ton of guys. You're gonna see a lot of fab activity for twelve team leagues the first time they run because there's a lot of guys that are. I mean, the one, the Rotowire, Wire, the B Chris List League that I did, you know, with him was I, which I drafted, of course, a tremendously killer team for that league. Obviously, twelve hole, um, which is like I'm gonna win my side bet from him and destroy him in this league because you know he's know what he's doing. I saw and, that. I saw that team. You got, I think you got Bichette too in that league. Yeah, you saw that 12 team. Yeah, I got yeah. the shot in the league. Yep. Yeah. As one of other, my other, uh, I started the league by my 12 of uh, Soto and Tatis as my first two picks. That's yeah, right. I saw that. Yeah. I like that and, team. And, yeah. So a lot of, you know, great team across the board. I love the way it came out, you know, but, uh, but, there's, but there's guys in that, in, on waivers right now that people didn't draft that like, there's a lot of them that I would say, wow, I can't, believe, I look back later. I can't believe these guys didn't get drafted. There. Yeah. So I, mean, I already got, I already got people. Bids lined up potentially for those guys as well. So there's a lot more activity going on in 12s. I think the bidding in 12 teams is a hell of a lot easier because you only have 12 teams, a lot of available players. Everybody's going to get someone they like, especially when it comes to closers. So it's a whole different animal in 12. 12, 12 team, much easier format uh, with, with cycling players. You know, a lot of people cycling players and dropping players like last year. You know, I had, I had a phenomenal rotowire team. I only drafted one of them. And I think I – I was down to the last day. I think I might have lost the league on the last second or last day or whatever. But I but I led like wire to wire for four months because people had dropped guys like Soroka. They dropped they, they, one in one week. I picked Soroka and Hinjin Ryu on the same waiver waiver wire pickup for about 150 bucks. Wow. Fab fifty seventy five dollars each. I picked up those two players to, to add to Verlander and I forget who my other. Uh, I might have been cold in Verlander on my first two. Some kind of crazy combo of people I picked for my start. It was ridiculous. Fabbing right? with idiots. Yeah. So exactly. So, with, with some of those, but you never, but people, but people, you don't know because you, you know, those leagues, you tend to cycle through more players and drop players. You know, you think who thought Soroka with his shoulder, you heard all these kind of things, and they ended up pitching and being like almost rookie of the year. It wasn't for that, a long. That's time. why. It's, that's why I like to draft, like especially earlier, all upside. Like, like especially in those later rounds. Like, like the example I was talking about with all those outfielders I drafted, they're all upside outfielders. Yeah, people are gonna say, oh yeah, yeah, your outfielder at four and outfielder at five are shit. Okay, well thanks. Like I'll just pick somebody like. Who did I who did I miss to to get those guys? Yeah, you, you, I mean, I tell you right now, one of the guys didn't get drafted in uh, Chris Lissick, Randall Grichuk. He didn't get drafted. 30, 30 homer guy who's got a starting job, sitting there for some reason at the end of the draft. 
I mean, you know, I was just like, all right, well, I guess he, someone's going to pick him. He's a, you know, you can't go wrong with that to fill a, just fill a guy who doesn't work out, who doesn't get a job, or you don't just cut, cut bait. And so it's a lot easier in a 12 team league. 15 team leagues, you're going to find out, you know, um, guy, a, late, a late guy got a job, you know, start maybe a closer job, or someone gets hurt last minute, whatever. Maybe there might be two or three guys. No one's going to slip through the cracks in a 30 team. But you're going to look at the 30 team, uh, I mean, the 15 team leagues, and look at the waiver wire when you're done drafting and say, this, this is a bunch of shit here. You know, for the most, it's going to seem like that. And then the first week of the season hits, and then you really start seeing things. But that, but that first month of fab, especially in a third, in a 15 team league, that that, that is that is critical. And that people tell you about, you know, you know, it's always a challenge in, in, in getting good. That's the last thing that comes, I think, as you become a great player, is really know how to manage fab. That there, there's an art and science to managing fab. You know, and there are a lot better players out there managing fab than I am. And I got to get better as, as I go. People joke because last year, it was such a wacky year in so many ways for me. I think three of my leagues, I ended up having no fab. Like, it was like the most ridiculous thing that I ended up having drained my fab by, I think it was August 15th, you know, or something like that that I was out of fab or early August. And I literally went, I, you know, I knew it was coming. So I drafted a bench of prospective guys and said, okay, this is what I got to work with. And, and one of those leagues I won a main event in, you know, that I didn't have no fab moves which I don't recommend as a strategy. I didn't do that on purpose and whatever. It's a testament to how those players worked out, but I would never do that again. You know, same thing with my ultimate league. I was down in my last few bucks. You know, I, I, I think Matt Modig was in that league too. He, he burned through his fab. He was done by, I think, end of August. You know, and you're and you're at the mercy of you know you want to you want to have a good balance of fab, and for when those when those you know those June call ups or whatever, whatever the whatever the uh, the, the deadline is going to be uh, to bring people up or whatever. There's still zero dollar bids, right? No, there's no zero dollar bids in the NFPC. Oh, there's not. Okay, there's not, which is which is a great thing about that. I don't like the idea of zero dollar bids there, but they um you know they make you earn it, earn your pickups. So um so yeah, so you want to manage your fab well, and you know, but April April's a big month. You know, April and May, the the, the begin that that a lot of those pickups you make can make or break your season uh, that you have right there. Twelve team league, Rotowires, you drafted in January because you're gonna, you're not going to get a a, lot, a a longer period of time with like so much movement. Would you be more inclined to spend a lot of your fab in that first round because more information is has circulated between when you drafted and when the first when the fab round came. Whereas during the season, you're just going to have one week of information to deal with at a time. Well, I mean, look, obviously, Ben, I mean, it, it, you, I think you answered your question. It's common sense. If the guy has been hanging out there for so long, you know, you, you're chomping at the bit to grab it. But then again, everybody's going to be spending the money on those guys that have been that, that have been sitting there that you know are going to be, that you know, are going to be there that weren't there before. All right. That something happened or something changed or whatever, or you lost somebody you have to replace them with. So that's obvious. The more information you have. But unfortunately, it, it, when the, the thing that makes this game so diff- challenging is you don't have all that kind of information when people are coming up. You know, you know what they've been doing in the minors, maybe, or this guy's getting a crack. You don't know. It's you spec. It's all speculative, man. That's that's right. really what it is. So right. you know, and uh, and that's that's really that's where the beauty of this game is. What makes it so ch- so insanely challenging to play this game at this level. All right, I'm sure. going to go out on a limb and say you don't want to mention anyone you're going to try to target on fab runs. No, I'm not doing that, man. There's a, there's there's a, there's a limit to how much information. I think I've given out too much information in the season as it is already. But, oh yeah. I already got a freaking like, you know, I don't know how many Jim guys. Stanton and uh, Shania Maguchi. That's, that's, that's too yeah. much. You've, you've been. That, too- that, are, that, are, that are gunning for me already. You're like. It's getting, it's getting, it's getting, it's getting bad, man. I, I have guys like, you know, that are coming to the party. We have the big party I'm doing in Vegas coming up that we have like 50, 50 something people from the NFPC. They'll be hanging out in Vegas and uh, in a big suite. And we have a great time. And, 
and uh, I do the draft up at Midnight Madness draft there, and we all get together and we hang out. You know, I got these guys messaging me, and hey, you know, uh, I want to come party and whatever else. And I was like, oh, great, we good to meet you. But I see it. Oh, it's like you asshole. I, I came up to you and shook your hand last year. I'm like, well, am I supposed? I'm a man of my celebrity. Am I supposed to remember every everybody I shake hands with when people come up to me? And, and how am I supposed to remember all the people that shook my hand? Like I'm does this, to does this have anything to do with what we were just talking about? No, I, I'm shifting gears because what you were talking about was boring the shit out of me. I've been on, <laughs> yeah. I've been on, I've been on this damn show with you how long at this point? So let, let's bring it on home to one of my, the last features. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't, I wasn't talking about people trying to kiss your ass and shake your hand. So that was boring. Exactly. So, right. okay, this, so it's irritating for I'm, you I'm just, to talk. I'm, just, I'm, I'm talking about the trials and tribulations of it's being in fantasy okay, baseball. Sorry, I didn't know it, it was entertaining for you to talk about how much everyone loves you and wants to meet you. Okay. That's, that's not, that's, I, I'm that's, talking about. That's not boring. Okay. It's, it's, look, it's, people it's want very, to hear about this. Okay. It's very interesting when people universally hate you or universally love you. Okay. It always keeps you on your toes. That's what happens. That's why I wanted to let me change my Twitter handle because you know what? Keep the death that keep the death threats down to a minimum and stuff like that. You know. So I, I got to work on that. Any ideas? Hoping, any any ideas? I, I haven't researched yet. I have to see what's available. But I'm I'm hoping that you and you are going to you know we have to come up with some ones. I think we have to research it ourselves and put a poll out there and have people vote on it or have people come up with a good new, new Twitter handle for me. Okay. Well, yeah, like we put it, we put it out there. We need, we need suggestions for Mike's uh, new Twitter, Twitter, Twitter handle. Um, yeah. And then we'll search to see if, if we like it, we'll search to see if it's available and I'll switch it. Coming in either Thursday night or Friday morning. And then I'm, I'm of course doing the auction in uh, the $1,400 um, auction championship. Um, Saturday morning, I might fly out to, uh, to Florida to, to spring training to watch the Jays. Um, that, 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 that was your big whirlwind thing. You come in for one lousy draft. It's an auction. You put a smack in the middle of the day. You fly in. So you can't, we can't even do a show, a live show there. You missed a golden opportunity because it's going to run right into the, the, the MTM ultimate that night. Yeah. And, then I, uh, I, can, I can come to that and I can, I can talk to you guys after that. Yeah. When, when, when are you planning on showing up to that? When are you planning so, on as soon as, as, as soon as I'm done the auction, how long is that? Yeah. Going? Like nine 30 at night, nine o'clock at night. What does it take five and a half hours to finish that auction? Well, five hours, maybe five hours for an auction. It's like five hours for an auction, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the one tonight took four. That was online though. That's going to be quicker. Yeah. Different ball game. So you're so looking for so five, five hours. So it breaks. Uh, you're you're going to take two half. Two oh, all, all these guys got to take pisses and shit. Okay. So it's going to, it's going to run into nine o'clock and then you guys will be in the middle of your draft anyways. And then I'll come and see the end of it. And then I'll talk to, uh, talk to you guys. Yeah. We'll get you, we'll get you in the limo, the party bus on the way over. And uh, I, I, I think Lisa Ann might make an appearance. Do you, do you know that? She might be, she might be turning back. Yeah, you said back that. Up yeah, you said that. It's possible. It'd be nice. It'd be cool to meet her. And um, it was, it was, she's uh, not going to meet you, Jack. I have to keep, I have to keep people away, like you away from her. You know, there's only certain people she is. She has, she's enough people drooling on her as it is already. She doesn't need you hanging over all over. Okay. Uh, so. Okay. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be drooling on anyone. Even, not even you. <laughs> <laughs> you think, you, you, probably, you probably think I'm going to be drooling when I meet you. No, I, I don't think that's the case. Okay. No. Yeah, see, we actually never met. That's true. We have never right. actually met each other in person. That's right. So, well, I won't, I'll babe. I'm not going to drool on you. I'll be a people, people just start, stop believing you right there as soon as you said that. Okay. Right there, by the way. All so, right. So I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to go to, to, um, to Florida afterwards. I might just stay, I might stay in New York on the Saturday. So well, you should be doing the main event. How do you pass up a golden opportunity? That, that is the premier event. And you're not going to the main event. How, how is that possible? Auctions. I just love the auctions. I'd rather do, I, I picked when I picked the auction. All right. Um, all right. So, so be it. So be it. You'll do an auction. Have fun with that. I'll see you at the auction over there. I don't want to face you. I'm too, I'm too scared. I don't want to. I want to win. I don't want to. I don't want to face you. Okay. I know. There's yeah. no, I know. There's no chance. Uh, so this 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 thing. If I get all five of these correct, you have to do a main event. That's what's going to happen. Okay. What do you say? Uh, okay. Fine. I'll do it. 
Oh, so you're gonna, so, you, so now do you have five sets that you're gonna change or you're gonna go with the ones you got? No, it's, 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 a, it's a web page, but there's more than five quotes on here. So but I, I, I should I, know, but I should know these movies, either top 80s movies that I should know. Okay, right, I, right, right. I will only choose the, the movie quotes that I know the movies. So if I know the movies, you should know the movies. Move the first one. Okay, first one is going to be the Super Cop story. Was working okay? It was working and you guys just messed it up, okay? Great line from a great movie. I can see Eddie Murphy saying it right now from Beverly Hills Cop. Yes. I'll let you know. Okay, the other thing is you have, you, have to, you have to say the character's name. Oh, I asked. Wait, wait a minute. Come on, bro. You know, that, that's really asking a lot. That I, oh, you know, because it, it proves that you, you're just not guessing. Yeah, you know, I know it's Axel Foley. Like, but I got, I got, a, I got the. It is a guess to some degree. <laughs> I am guessing, you know. But I, if no, I don't you, know, you, but you, I have to be able to take a no, guess. It's not, it's not a guess. But that particular one, I happen to know this. It was Axel Foley, and it was, you know, I, I, I had that movie memorized basically from backwards. Before I must have seen that movie eighty times because okay. it was actually playing in the theater when I was there. Because you know how old I am, that movie was released when I was in the theater. And to give you an idea, they used to oversell that movie so many times. People were sitting in the aisles of the theater because there was no seats left in the theater. This is before they could count. You know, they would, they'd have to actually go in there and count the seats. Say, stop selling tickets. That was the advanced level of doing things. And by the time it was too late, people were sitting in the aisles. <laughs> that's how crazy that movie was. Time. But that's one for one. Go ahead. What's okay. the next one? Next one. Imagine 7 million people all wanting to live together. Yeah. New York must be the, uh, the friendliest place on earth. And that is Nick Crocodile Dundee from Crocodile Dundee. Correct. Two for two. Oh, two for two. Uh-oh. I'm getting nervous. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised. All right. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I'm just looking at it like that. <laughs> See, now you're, now you're trying to dig up the most. I only, I, only, I only have 30 to choose from here. Well, you, you, you're supposed to have five ready. Not I, take, look at 30 and pick the most, the most difficult ones. No, no, I'm actually skipping by the ones that I don't even understand. Like, there's, uh, well, pick the ones, all right. Pick the ones you know. Did you know, that, the you pick, know the, some of them I don't even know, so I don't even want to say it. Okay. <laughs> you came up. Okay. I don't even, I, some of these I haven't even heard of the movies. I want to make sure that I've heard of the movie. All right. Okay, we'll, do, we'll do five, and then we'll do it. And after the five, you pick I'll give you one that I think is obscure. Okay. As you think it's obscure, I'm going to see if I know it. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, next one. In the field, we had a code of honor. You watch my back, I watch yours. Back here, there's nothing. Oh, shit. In the field, we got a code of In the field, we had a code of honor. If you, you watch my back, I watch yours. Back here, there's nothing. Uh, that is... That's my terrible impression, too. Is that from uh, Rambo? Yes, but oh, yeah. which, which Rambo? I'll give it to you anyway. I'll give it to you anyway. It's, it's, it's part. It's second. It's it's the second Rambo. It's uh, uh it's Rambo. It's, first, Rambo. it's first. It's first blood. First blood. Okay. Yeah. First okay. blood. It's first yeah. Rambo. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. You got it. Okay. So three, you nothing. You're three, two you're for three. Three for three. Right. Okay. Um, never seen that movie. Yes, that one. Um, yeah, well, I want to I I get some quotes for the lines you never saw, the movies you never saw. But go ahead. Uh, oh yeah, I'll, I'll give you later, later. Not later. Let's go. Number four. Uh, number four. Okay, I haven't read this one yet, but I feel I have a feeling you'll get it because it's a feeling that you've definitely seen this movie. Okay. Of, you've talked about it. There's a force in the universe that makes things happen, and all you have to do is get in touch with it. Stop think. Stop thinking. Let things happen, and be the ball. Be the ball. Oh, that that is uh, not be the ball. That's uh, of course that's Caddyshack. You are correct. That's four for four. And that was uh, what's his name uh, saying it. Uh, that was Chevy Chase saying the movie, right? Just be the ball. You're not being the ball. Okay. It's, yeah. it's uh, Ty Webb. I don't know. Who Ty Webb. Ty Webb is exactly. Chevy Chase. Chevy Ty, Chevy Chase playing Ty Webb. All right. So now we're at the brink because if I get five for five, 
I gotta yeah. do. I gotta do a main event. Oh, oh, oh we're hanging is, out here. That's this, this is the seventeen hundred dollar answer on the thing right now, bro. So, oh. no, don't pick any obscure movies. You gotta be a movie you know that you know that you've seen. So go ahead, pick it up. Okay, I haven't heard of that one. Okay, you're hinging it all on this one. Here it is. This is the one you're hinging on. I'm, I'm doing this one. It's <laughs> um, it's not a mistake. Okay, we have powerful friends. You're going to regret this. That's the whole line. We have powerful friends. You're going to regret this. Oh, man, you have to get that like that. It's so obscure. We have power. You might be off the hook here, but I don't get this. And it's an 80s movie that I've seen. I believe so. We have powerful friends. 1983. See, I'm even giving you hints. I'm going to say... 1983, was that from Return of the Jedi? Fuck! Yes, baby! Yes, baby! I nailed you! That's it! <laughs> I got it, bro. That was an obscure one. I pulled that one off. And well, you all, they're, they're all from this website here. Like, some of them, some of them I don't like, have the website. I don't have the website in front of me. I, I, I know, but like, they're all... I, like, pulled that one out. I pulled that one out of my ass right well, there. I think the, the 1983 give it to you? The powerful friend. When we start saying with the friends, and I and I try to I try to say no, it, because you were you were you were, were talking that like you like, I can't believe you haven't seen the the eighty three the, the eighty three helped a little the eighty three helped a little bit narrow it down, and that's why I took a while. But I took it was still a wild stab, the All whole right. thing. So and then you say like you're overconfident, you, and then the, the line following that you have your overconfidence, you know, is, is your downfall. So you know your faith in your friend is your your faith in your friends is yours. So now I remember that. Oh, so, okay. Five for five, Jack, for Zach. So get lined up. Which, which main event are you doing? There's a few openings on Saturday for which the main ones? event. They need to fill it. Really? For Sunday. Yeah. They need to fill. They're like about four. They're about four short for filling the third league. Is, there, maybe, is there an earlier one on Saturday? Yeah. It's not, it's not the crack of dawn, but I what is the time? What time do you want? You have to get out of there by a certain time? Well, let's see. I can, I can maybe maneuver things around. We'll see. And you got the money. You, you, you have tons of money to do this. See, people, people right now, they're, they're saying this is the most entertaining part of the show. They love that whole contest where they're now you're leveraged to be there, and they're going to see a celebrity like you, okay, <laughs> live at a main event, okay? And uh, so, so here it is right here. Five spots left for the New York main event. Five. All right. At noon. At, at noon. So there'll be four left. All right. What have I got myself into? We're down officially now at the end of this broadcast, four spots left in the New York main event. On Saturday. Yep. I, 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 I am a man of my word. And you know, this was not, this was not scripted. I'm a man of my word. And we will do, and we will do a little pike. We'll do some broadcasting. We'll make it good. We'll make some fun out of it. We'll do some things about it in New York live. We'll do a live little broadcast somehow. And we'll, we'll do some things. Okay. And, uh, and that uh, will be great. So let, right, Greg know, let Greg know when you tell him it's all because of Mike the Mouth that I'm now signing up for a main event in New York. Tell him that'll, that'll stick in his craw even more so than another person signing up for an event that, that I drove to do. Some, yeah, in some way, and he, and he has he has audio evidence of you. He has audio evidence of it. The official marketing director <laughs> of the NFBC. The official unofficial marketing clock, director. Clocking in and marketing another ticket, stamping another ticket to the main event. Exactly. So let's end on a high note. This is a great show. I think that we would love. Let's let's end it here. Okay. Yeah. Follow our show uh, on Twitter at uh, at Draft Champagne. Follow Mike at Mike Masato for now. For um, now. And, and, really, and leave, leave us a review. We don't care how many stars it is. Leave us. Yeah, stars. and the better, yeah, the more reviews you leave us, the better. That we will read your review on the air, even even if it's negative, even if you make some shit up, we'll read your review. It will we'll, we'll love the we'll love the. Uh, love you can come on. You can come on the show for five minutes for a five star review. However many stars you you, you you give us, that's how many minutes you get to talk to us on the air. Yancey right. can come on for five minutes. 
we, we don't we don't need any any of my any more of my stalkers that we have out there my groupie stalkers coming on the show okay good we have I, have I have a lot of those Yancey's one of them good good guy okay but he's he's another one I'm he's a fan it's like it's like that it's like that movie the fan right that's so, a, what's his name? Would you've got what would you've got quotes from that movie? I, I probably would not got I've seen the movie, but I haven't seen it multiple times. I know the quotes. And uh, so for those of you that did, I did not review your drafts, just hit me up on Twitter, all right? And I'll and I'll, I promise I'll review and 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 uh, destroy any drafts you send me. Yep, follow Mike at Mike Masato. You don't, we don't we're, notice we're not even we're not even comparing him to the cat anymore because the cat's in the rear view. Oh yeah, we we didn't bring that part out that the cat has been completely destroyed now because of my 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 followings have gone to the roof, haven't yep. they? Has so, got yeah. no chance. A lot of the cat. you know what? A lot of people probably did not think you had a chance, especially when the cat was pulling ahead, like was actually gaining more followers than you were at first. But now, out of spite, yeah, when the, when the cat was getting followers out of spite, all right, because uh, certain people were driving. You know, it, like first of all, we we people understand there is a human behind the cat. You know, making that happen. The cat is not physically driving up its own followers. We understand that. No, no or at least we think at least we think he's human. Right? You know, he's not in the Zola category necessarily. We don't we think he's human. We don't know that for sure. <laughs> I can't wait to see Zola in New York. I'm really, I'm gonna find out this week, and we're gonna find out too, that who's gonna be the celebrity uh serious XM um uh, uh broadcasters for the MTM Ultimate uh coming up, which is now only uh, eleven days away as we speak, man, which I can't even wait for. Draft live draft event. Uh, that you can hear on Sirius XM starting at seven o'clock on the 13th of uh, March, the coverage, you, you don't want to miss that. That's great. You are, you are quite the marketer. Dude, that, that, that mar- you, you, sh- you should be, you should be our PR department because you were, you were actually, I got to thank you. You actually gave us a shout out when you were on the Sirius XM show with um, Lisa. You were Lisa Ann and, and Ronis. I give you a big shout out right there. You did. You how, did the how first, did you, first thing. They kept, and they kept me on for two segments. How did you, how did you like that the segments that I did? They were great. You were great. You were, uh, you were, you, you were captivating. And um, you, most importantly, you plugged draft champagne. Right. And she was cracking up about everything. Right. Uh, on that too. We, we had her, we had her laughing over there. I, I think, I think you had a I think you had a great rapport. I, I think she's completely blown me off since that time. So, you know, so I tried no, to DM her. I'm not surprised with that. You tried but when to you have, when, when you have one point, when you have 1.1 million followers, I think, I guess you're, 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 your, your DMs are just overflowing. So, what, 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 yeah. what, 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 was, t- your, what was your opening line? Like, to, what when you when you're DMing her? What were your, what were you trying? I, to say? I was very complimentary of her, just reconnecting with her because she had done the MTM as a celebrity support to Ronis a couple of years, you know, and she was very very gracious about it, and you know, allowed some of the competitors that were there to you know pull all over her, you know, when she was there. It, it, it's just really hysterical. Some you know behind the scenes, some some behind the scenes funny shit about this kind of stuff. <laughs> Guys come up to me and go, you know, hey look, man, I. I you know, no pictures. I, I can't be seen anywhere in pictures with her because people are worried that their wives or significant others are going to be seen with it in a picture. With what, what, who cares? You just like a celeb. It's like getting your picture taken with like a celebrity. It doesn't matter. But, but not, it's not every, it's not every day you have a celebrity that's hanging around you. That was an ex porn star. That, that's the problem. You oh, know, she's, she's an ex porn star. You didn't know that. I did not know that. You, you, you don't want to be going. That's why when I made the comment joking about, you know, Lisa Ann, don't go. It's a lot more entertaining Googling her name than mine online. So you oh. stuff to come. No, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. And we're talking a lot of films. Really? <laughs> so a lot of films. And her, her big, her big claim to fame is because she looks a lot like, in a way, to Sarah Palin. She was in her younger days. And her, her big, her big, uh, big uh, blockbuster success was Who's Who's Nailing Palin? That was the name <laughs> of the movie. Oh, really? 
to give you an idea. Zach taking notes furiously as we speak, uh, as we wrap up the show to go through research this kind of stuff. But like I said before, um, overall, very gracious, very nice, but it's just very funny because people freak out when she comes around. Because you know what happens when ex-adult film stars show up at social events, they, they immediately start having sex with everybody at the event. You know how that happens, right? Of course. You know, yeah. she immediately strips off all her clothes and starts, you know, going off on everybody at live events. That's the kind of the fear, I guess. So, but uh, that's why I was talking about we have the pole warmed up in the in the in the in the, in the uh, limo bus. Those are the party. There's a you know, and uh, that's why we talked about that and joked around. So I, I hear silence. I, 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 I hear silence yeah. online. See, Zach right now has got he's got Lee's hand up on the computer. I do. As he's talking to me. <laughs> And you just hear silence. <laughs> and I just hear I a do, zipper. I just, I just, I just heard a zipper. I heard, I heard silence and a zipper. What's going on over there, Zach? On the other side of this car. What are you doing, me? Let's wrap up the show. People no, want to no, hear no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to fucking know what you're fucking wearing right now. Come on, man. I just told an article. You don't even want to know what, it, what, it, what the title of this article is. It's Lisa Ann prefers something. Yeah. Okay. So do you see what I'm talking about? She prefers, she prefers a certain... Um, sport yeah so i'm saying when you when you when you see what's out there of her online and you realize what she's done in her career prior to fantasy sports okay <laughs> you go you, i thought you just like fantasy sports i didn't know <laughs> there had to be an angle there's like the, the whole angle of the show is get it lisa ann does fantasy you know and if you look at it if you listen to the whole intro these little double all the double entendres they like to use to whatever they do there you know so that's that's her. So that's her whole her angle. She's really, I think, fantasy basketball and football is her thing, really. And now she's just trying to dabble into baseball. She is an American former pornographic actress and radio personality. She also worked as a director and talent agent. Right. She's forty-seven. She does not look like she's forty-seven. Right in the porn industry, yes, yes. She does not look like she's forty-seven. She looks holding up good. She takes care of herself, but. Um, you know, people are always asking. I had people after I did that. After I did that piece, I got people text. You know, messaging me and DMing me. Oh, what does she look like? What does she like? She like. What do I? I didn't. What do you mean? What does she look like? Do you have not, You don't have the internet. She she goes. Oh, she's just as hot now as she used to be, or in person. I'm like, they ask me all these personal questions about. Like, I don't know. I I've only met the woman like two times. You know, and whatever. And I and I told the cake pop story. That was a true story. You know, uh, whatever. So and my wife has a great sport because I remember her bringing this tray, this tray of these homemade cake cake pops in and watch them like ask me what's the deal with this one like asking me about her and it was hysterical i had to try to explain <laughs> and she just looks at me and shakes her head do you think she, do you think she'd come on our podcast uh, the draft champagne you mean you mean you mean literally come on our car oh, <laughs> it's possible <laughs> knowing her anything's possible <laughs> possible this is this is the after hours portion of the podcast like people yeah. hopefully younger the younger listeners have yeah, dropped off by now yeah yeah she, She'll be she'll she'll be coming Friday night, and she may even show up to the draft. Okay, that's all. Uh, I'm yeah, that, that was pre-scripted. Okay, well, I just made that. Uh, didn't, 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 didn't see that a, one coming. It's a line. It's a line I always use with my friends in a different scenario. So I I, I said so. Uh, another friend of ours, but uh, yeah, so I had to work that one in. But anyway, yeah, it's gonna. She's again. She's a good sport about things. We have a good time, and uh, you know, she's always been. It's always been fun when she's there. And so she does. She says she has a show in the city. If she shows up, that'd be great. I'm sure people will scatter. You'll see people ducking. I think a funny picture to be doing is to get everybody on the limo bus and everybody everybody hiding their faces while we take a picture of her standing in front of them all, which would be I think would be hysterical. I'm okay. I wouldn't. Hide, I don't need to hide my face if I take a picture with. Uh, but again, some some of these guys happen to be in in in, in marriages or relationships where their wife would you know cut off the genitalia if they were pictured with her for some particular reason. I don't know why. 
You know, I'm not in one of those situations because obviously, you know, just because I told you, just because she shows up at a draft doesn't mean she's sleeping with everybody at the draft <laughs> that's coming there, whatever. She's not going to I think it's very unlikely that she's sleeping with anyone at this draft. Yeah, highly unlikely that that's ever going to happen. They should just laugh. <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the guy w- worried about the broken fingers in the first round. It's like completely paranoid. Exactly. Exactly. The corona- coronavirus, Lisa Ann, and uh, broken fingers in the first round. Uh, yep. And uh, we really have just kept, we're just rolling now, Zach. The after hour section is just, just getting yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just warming up. I'm just warming up here. So thanks right, for watching. We've, uh, we've had watching. Uh, there's a video component. Now, now we're on. Now there's a video component. <laughs> thanks for watching. You, you can't uh, even get a fu- you can't even get a fucking camera for your, for your That's another thing I got to deal with here. People think that, that that Zach and I see each other. When no, they don't because you don't even know. You think I'm wearing a zipper. You know most people, see, most people, right. well, good thing I didn't see it tonight after what you were doing when you put a Lisa Ann stuff up. But, you know, I mean, you, how do you have a computer that has no camera on it? I mean, this is like, we've had cameras in America for years now. I have a desktop. I don't know a laptop. Oh, my God. All right. Anyway, All right. let's call it a night, bro. A morning. Right.